Uh, hi, everybody. It's, it's real dark in here. I didn't realize that my lights had dimmed. Actually, it doesn't look so bad. I think we're yeah, good. I don't see it yet. <laughs> How's it going? Sandy's uh, keeping an eye out for it. We're still waiting. <laughs> we, we need, you, need to, you need to check sometime if we somehow got off of like... Like the, low latency mode? Low latency? Because, yeah, yeah, ultra low. I mean, I could probably check that out. Well, it doesn't even have to be ultra low, just like the regular low. Yes, it has to be like anything that's like better than what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Just like the past like three weeks or something, it seems like the delay has been long. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can check the stream settings here. I can might be able to adjust it now. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't. No, it's it's set to okay. So it's set to normal latency, uh, which would make make sense. So I can't change it. But we'll have to remember to do that next time. Yeah, a low latency or ultra happen? low. That happens sometimes. Well, it's just because you know, it's it's better to be safe about it because this this chat gets so rowdy and out of control. We got to have a delay on it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're just talking earlier about how it doesn't feel like it's only been that it's been less than a week since Analog Frontiers Three came out. It's like it, know, it feels like, like it's been like two weeks. It feels like a lifetime ago. Like it mm. does. It does. It feels like two weeks ago. Like I, I was thinking. Of, I mean, even like a few days ago, I was just like, that just feels so distant in my mind when that launched. Like it's it's crazy to me. Yeah, well, that it was, was, it was a pretty Monday. exciting day. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a, it was pretty it was a pretty exciting day, and the reception to it was. Uh, was very good i would yeah. say i mean it's, it's not exactly burning up the charts but that i don't think that was super expected because i think that when videos have like a like subsequent parts to it uh they tend to like not do as well over yeah time. i mean that's absolutely true i mean i think you know i think for a lot of people i think part three is going to be their favorite but I, I, I think part one is going to, by the numbers, have the best views. That's just how it is. And yeah. I, I understand and accept that. Although, uh, when it's all done and we do like a marathon video that combines them all into one, that might do better than all of them. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I don't, you know, documentary stuff, you know, you kind of go into it with tempered expectations. Even if you think, you know, right. it's, you know, kind of amazing stuff you have in it. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's not going to pull in the views on YouTube. But that's okay. I mean, we, we do them because we want to do them. But right. uh, it's, uh, you know, I think it is actually doing pretty okay. Because if you look at like how uh, the how the growth rate has been, like it started on the slightly outside the bottom end mm -hmm. of average or views over the amount of time that's been released. But now it's like kind of creeped into the middle. So it, it definitely hasn't like trailed off significantly it's kept pretty consistent right and i think that there's been a lot of enthusiasm a lot of people sharing it mm. uh on on twitter and stuff like that it's been it's been pretty neat seeing the amount of people that, it, that are sharing it yeah it was cool seeing like uh frank Cifaldi and some of the other folks that are that are in it mm -hmm. share it yeah let's see we got a, uh, a couple of donations one one from uh Benacera saying uh for five dollars saying af3 is fantastic such an amazing job well thank you well thank you and and i i i don't i'll notice but you yourself have a cameo on uh 
on Smoke Monsters monitor in one of the <laughs> one of the YouTube clips of, from Smoke Monsters channel that uh, that I put in there. He's 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 like chatting with you in the on a stream or in a video, uh, and uh, so yeah, I uh, see. Uh, uh henry clark who everyone has to thank for it launching at 10 a.m on monday instead of 11 a.m on monday <laughs> so uh, af3 rock my simulated hardware socks <laughs> well thank you <laughs> and uh five dollars uh, from from red ranger saying great job with analog frontiers 3 yeah i mean it just it feels good just to it's got to feel good for you just to have it out there and be done because and and I know that like everything that follows will not be nearly what it was in terms yeah. of difficulty and putting together yeah. part four. Um, you know, honestly, uh, I, I mean, I, I read through the script this week and I was expecting to kind of feel like, like, you know, it, I wrote that like a year and a half ago and I kind of expected to, feel like oh, I'm, I'm kind of going to have to change a lot of things. This doesn't really hold up or this isn't the tone I was going for, or, you know, this doesn't really reflect current times. And I, I, I was pretty surprised. I changed relatively little and I thought it was actually a pretty, a pretty fun script. Like I think yeah. it's, I, I, I think people will be surprised by part four. I think uh, a lot of people will look at and think like, Oh, like, you know, that, that 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 doesn't really seem uh, like a logical continuation of the arc, but it actually makes a lot of sense, especially once part five comes out. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just it's going to be a different episode. It's, I think it's going to be it's going to be kind of funny. <laughs> I think it's going to be funnier than the other episode. Yeah, like it's it's going to feel a little different, and I think that's going to be that's going to be cool. Like uh, it's like everything is kind of set up with the first three episodes. And then it's kind of taking a look at part four is like one person who has like, like let's take a deep look at like, just like what is one person who has done a lot of stuff in this scene. And then part five is kind of like, well, let's look at the broader community and take a look at what it takes to, contribute an idea or to turn an idea you have for a product into like an actual thing people can buy. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Yeah, it's going to be, it'll be interesting. Uh, but they're, they're all going to be like comparatively, I mean, part three, I mean, that was obviously a very kind of academic subject and, you know, Artemio uh, held my hand through so much of yeah. writing the uh everyone uh should, should not underestimate the uh i don't know how you could underestimate the brilliance of uh artemio because i mean he is uh, uh a gem in the community uh yes but uh you know it it, it it was like just a little bit over my head like the the depth of all this stuff and uh uh, he really helped uh, helped me wrap my head around it, and 
definitely. And of course, you saw how much emulation, like especially software emulation stuff, was in the episode. You know, that's definitely going outside our comfort zone. Uh, and even though I had a lot of that stuff kind of already set up, I had to use it in a way that was more intensive than I had done before. And, you know, I wanted to be sure that I was representing it well to the extent I could, you know, with like, uh, you know, interpolation and stuff like that. I didn't want anything to look bad, uh, you know, using stuff like dolphin, mm -hmm. uh, you know, was, was, uh, I, I didn't have a lot of experience with that before, you know, recording like golden eye on that Xenia emulator. I mean, you know, so it was definitely a, a lot of the materials gathering was, was challenging just because it was, you know, like I say, a little outside what I'm, what I'm yeah. used to. I definitely want you to upload a lot of that footage to me because it's just good to, good to have it around in case you need the show oh, or something, absolutely. something like that. Oh, I, I record so much. I mean, stuff that, stuff that, I mean, I actually record a lot of stuff, especially in MAME, that I didn't mm -hmm. even use. Yeah, it's it's good to have that stuff around. And stuff like, yeah. like especially if you have some stuff from MAME that you haven't used, then that'll be good for, like, the Mr. Video that I'm working on. For, like, certain comparisons if, if they're apt. Uh, I see Paul McCabe says part three didn't have enough perspectives from the purists among us who want original hardware, but that's what part two was all about. You know, yeah. Part part three is all about beyond the original hardware. I mean, part one and two was uh, relatively focused on original hardware, and you know, yeah. our our channel is so much surrounds original hardware and stuff like that that like Analog Frontiers part three is kind of like okay like some of the people who feel like incorrectly feel like we hate emulation or we right. hate you know the methods that they use to play games which is not true at all but you know for those people who think that like you know and for all those aspects like you know, PC emulators that we've generally uh, not gotten to in depth of, you know, Analog Frontiers Part 3 as your Imleg episode. So, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of giving those people their day, uh, you know, even though if, you know, unfortunately, you know, we weren't able to, like, interview, like, a, a software emulator author or anything like that, but... We almost uh, had the chance. Well, we almost had the chance, but, you know, it it, it just didn't, didn't work out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you do have to keep in mind, Paul that, uh, you know, most of the people that we did interview really were, were hardware oriented people. So, uh, in spite of that, you know, here is, you know, the, this, this episode, that's all about, uh, emulation. So, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's definitely outside the norm for us. And, you know, of course there is the flash cartridge and the ODE stuff in the episode, um, and also the talk of how MAME and projects like that are for uh, documenting the original hardware so that we, you know, can come up with ways to repair it or come up with replacement uh, components, you know, replacement mm -hmm. chips, things like that. Um, so obviously as for the original hardware people, but for the most part, this episode is about beyond, beyond that, you know? Right. Yes, that's just what it is. You know, it's... Uh, and I see that there was uh, a $5 super chat from uh, Jeff saying, you guys rock. Amazing, fantastic job on AF3. Can't wait for the next one. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. There's also uh, $5 from Wrestling With Gaming saying, All right, I, good to see you here. Analog Frontiers was amazing. Uh, according to a rumor 
to the rumor I started, AF4 will focus solely on the Philips CDI. Now that's going to be a huge hit. You know, it it actually could could be a huge hit. Maybe I should maybe I should change gears. <laughs> you know, I was just watching. Uh, I watched uh, uh, Wrestling with Gaming's documentary on uh, e- the EA cartridges on right, the Genesis, right. and it is it's so good. It is so good, and what like the graphics work in it is. I love that it, it almost feels like it's one long continuous shot. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if that was intentional or not, but it really felt like all of the uh, like all the transitions kind of flowed into each other, and it just felt like it was one long shot. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Very much in the same way that you know a lot of the splash wave stuff feels like it's the way the graphics like like transition from one uh, setup to another. It just makes it feel like it's just uh, moving around, like the camera's moving around to different uh, shots throughout, and it's like never stops. It's 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 really cool. It's it's a great a great uh, video that you know dispels you know this idea that the EA kind of bullied Sega into letting them have their own uh, style of cartridges or like you know, reverse engineering their their system. It's pretty good. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, switch over to the game. So I didn't know about this game at all, but you were sent a review code for it. Yeah, you know, it's not something that I was, like, I mean, I was interested when it was first announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got, like, an email saying, like, hey, do you have any interest in looking at this? I said, you know, I would be interested in streaming it. So here we are. We're going to play going to play some. So, and, and didn't you see the physical copies already confirmed? I don't know. They, they confirmed a physical copy on the uh, like on their Twitter on SNK's Twitter that it is uh, going to happen at some point. They didn't say exactly when. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that it's called Volume One. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how many total they could do. Uh, I mean, it's it's very fighting game heavy. Uh, the interface right. is, is is pretty neat, I think. You know, you have all the different cartridges. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start with a Metal Slug first mission, it's though. Pretty real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, the Metal Slug games here are, you know, the reason I would be interested for sure. Right. Does that show the uh, box? Oh yeah, you can look at the box. Um, oh, you can. I haven't checked this out. You can open up the box. That's kind of cool. Can you zoom in? Yes, you can zoom in. Look, that's pretty... Still waiting to see. Oh, can I open it further? I can. I can open it up. I can't open the cartridge, though. I mean, it's pretty high-resolution stuff right here. I have to say. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's fun. Honestly, I... I don't think I knew that Neo Geo Pocket games came in cases like that. Uh, not in not in the U.S. They're cardboard boxes. They kind of had a folding, like an opening front on them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mm-hmm. weird style. They were not clamshells like this. Uh, that's that's really cool looking. Yeah, right. You know the manuals are. What, what kind not... of screw? What kind of screw uh, does the cartridge ha- uh, have? Oh, I've already backed out, but I can. Uh... And take a look really quick. 
Oh, it's like the like the diamond shaped. So it's probably accurate. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, this is cool. I mean, I, I definitely, when a physical copy of this comes around, I'll get it for sure just because it's a way to have these uh, Neo Geo Pocket Metal Slug games. Yeah, let me, uh, let me reset the game now. So I was messing around with the different filters and stuff. Uh, display, so there's like a you know grid pattern filter. But you can also zoom it out however you want. You can mm -hmm. zoom it someone way into saying, the system. Someone was saying uh, that they wondered if you found a way to get like integer scaling. Well, there's no, that's kind of the problem is that you don't, uh, there's, there's, there's no um, like presets. You can only go up or down. So you just kind of choose. Oh. I wish that I had something like that. Uh, Interesting. So it's kind of like it's kind of like how the hamster arcade uh, archives are. Yeah. Or like you have really free scaling. But when I tried to see if I could get integer scale in uh, versus Super Mario Brothers, it seemed like it was not possible. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's it's probably like from what I've played, uh, it's not. It's kind of okay if you don't have it because uh, mm. the scrolling isn't very smooth. So you yeah. don't really see it. I like that you can, so you More can have different skins. Uh, so you can just have the, the screen or you can have like any model of the system, basically. <laughs> uh, you can just toggle through. So this is the one right here. That's the one I had when I was younger. And I have a, like a silver one now. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I realized you had a Neo Geo Pocket. Mm -hmm. I have. It's a silver one. I'm, I mean, I knew you, or you have one now. Yes, but I I had one a you long time ago. You, I, 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 I even knew you had one now. I got one. I got the this one here with like the the dots on it when it was on clearance at Electronics Boutique back in the day, back when I worked there. Mm hmm. Well, what do you have now? Uh, I have a, a silver one now. What, how many games do you have? I didn't even. I, I don't think I realized. Uh, I have like a decent amount of games. I bought it like a uh, bought a bundle of them. I'll, I'll grab them after. Uh, let's yeah. see. I, you know, I, I used one that Bob sent with a bunch of Game Boy stuff, and I, I can't remember if there was a reason he sent it. Uh, <coughs> um. I can't remember if there was a reason he sent it. Yeah, I think it was just because he, he sent along with a bunch of that Game Boy stuff he let us borrow for the uh, for the RGB Game Boy episode. And, mm -hmm. You know, I, I I don't think I really did anything with it, but you know, yeah, a Metal Slug game with it. Um, if I need to I zoom in wonder, more, I can. I do wonder if you yeah. like really tried if you could get a, an integer scale. I'm sure you could. I mean, I mean, it looks like the scaling's pretty smooth. Yeah, I mean, when you see the, the scrolling is like there's, it doesn't seem to have like smooth scrolling, so it's uh, you really can't just, tell. You'll, you'll that's just the way the game is. Right. So when I had the system originally, I just had, I had Metal Slug Two and or Metal Slug Second Mission. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, 
SNK versus Capcom. Match at the Millennium. Look, that that background with the parallax looks pretty cool. Like it's it's cool seeing like real parallax with like eight bit colors. Oh yeah, it's like kind of kind of a little surreal actually. So that's why I feel like it's kind of okay if it if it doesn't have integer scaling because it's it's not super apparent that it's. The, the uneven, yeah. yeah. I mean, I assume it's a square pixel aspect uh, system, unlike Game Gear, which for whatever weird reason is not a square pixel aspect system. Yeah. You could probably use like. I see a little dithering on the trees in the background, and there's a lot of sort of dithering, like on these wood planks and stuff. Right. So you could probably use stuff like that to eyeball the integer scaling. Yeah. Should I? I can zoom it in. Yeah, I'd make it bigger. Why not? Yeah, I'll go full screen. I mean, when you put the grid pattern over at full screen, I mean, it looks like it lines up perfectly on here yeah does it not does the grid pattern not scale well with no the like grid the pattern, pattern is like on it like you even if you zoom out it doesn't become uneven oh okay well that's cool i don't think the grid pattern would hold up too well on stream yeah but... I, I accidentally just stopped and it. still it looks pretty good oh there you go. But yeah, I mean, I will probably buy this as soon as it comes out physically, too. I, I'm hoping for a Mr. Core for it pretty soon. How I much mean, is this, anyway? Uh, I don't know how much it sells for, honestly. Is it out yet? Yeah, yeah, it came out. I mean, as far as I know, it's out. <laughs> it, it's possible that it's not. I mean, they said that the embargo on it was uh, Thursday or something like that. So, so I'm pretty sure that that it's available already. This is interesting because in some ways it looks like more of a platformer than the Neo Geo Metal Slugs. Right. Like it looks like the level design is a little more layered and stuff. Yes, yes. I mean, it's more it's vertical. right. It's 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 pretty different from the uh, you know the originals. But I I wonder if maybe it's close to what's what's the the game the uh, the DS one. It's like Metal Slug Seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is well, more then, more mission based. Well, now I've got Metal Slug Double X on PS4, which I think is a a port or emulation of the of the PSP port of Metal Slug 7. You got that too, didn't you? Um. Was that, <clears throat> is that the, the XX? XX, yeah. It's yeah. When, when you boot the game, it says Metal Slug Double X. So oh, right, yeah. 
I see we got uh, we got five dollars super chat from old Blay Blur. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Saying uh, I jumped the gun and got mode for my Saturn since I'm done with how the Rhea handles files sometimes. Your video convinced me, so thank you so much. <laughs> Heck yeah. I uh, I've got your old. I, I can never remember. Is it Rhea or Phoebe? Which one? Uh, it's Phoebe. Um, which I, I haven't set up a, I've not set up an SD card for it yet, which, uh, you know, I, I, I think for my level of Saturn use, that will, that will probably be sufficient for me. Yeah. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that more, more properly set up. I, I mean, I think this game looks really cool. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think you should just like keep keep playing it and see if you can beat it. Like, I don't know if there's infinite continues or not. But... Uh, there's only nine continues, I think. Oh, that's that's quite a lot. Uh, Unless each life is a continue. I mean, this, the second one is actually a lot better than I think on the first one. Really? I mean, it, I think this looks good though. Uh, but the uh, the Lynx core just came out. Though, yeah. Right, for Mystery. Have you played around with it at all? I haven't. I haven't installed it yet. I did. I did. I installed it like immediately on Friday morning. I think it came out. Did it come out on Friday? Is Friday or is either Friday or yesterday? I, I'm pretty sure it was Friday. Uh, yes. I mean, I installed it right away just because I was dying to play some some uh warbirds <laughs> and a lot of these games it had been a long time since i played them mm -hmm. and uh they're they're a lot of them are definitely not as good as i remember <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna lie it's like some of it is not amazing no. but you know it's it's pretty cool anyways it's, it's cool to to be able to to play it, I think, you know, especially since I had one as, as a youngin. Yeah. Look at all those random Okay, so you, you can see the unevenness here on the background. You can see this, the unevenness scrolling here. Alright, let's, let's look for it. I mean, you'll see it. It's very obvious, like in the trees and stuff. And on um, the uh, the girders. Oh, I guess it's just because it's a small, uh, a slower scrolling level. Right. Yeah, I can see it for sure. It, I mean, it'd be really cool if you could you could get it exactly perfect, but then you'd have to like never touch it again because <laughs> there's there's I, I don't think that there's like a number or anything that you right. Can, like, I wish that maybe. I mean, ideally, maybe they'll patch in like presets or something like that. It'd be nice if they did that. That would be cool. Oh, there's uh, there's a $5 super chat from Earth Prime. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Saying, uh, have you guys ever considered doing a video on... Oops. <laughs> chat scrolling too fast. Uh, have you ever considered doing a video on the options to bring the Commodore 64 and games to modern displays? Um, We both have systems uh, with S-Video. I don't... I, do you know if there's an RGB mod for Commodore? 
Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I have very little exper experience with it, although I, I am probably going to be using it uh, a bit more for uh, Analog Frontiers Part 4, because uh, uh, it will be relevant. Whoa, the screen glitched out weirdly for a moment. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's something I don't have a ton of experience with, um, but, you know, never say never, uh, it, it, it's, I, I just don't know a lot about what mods are available. Right. We do have, we do have Commodores with like an SD card loading yep. function. I forget what the mod itself is actually called though. Um, yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head either. But, uh, that's pretty cool. But, I mean, S-Video S is, is definitely pretty neat. I've got the cables for it, and uh, I need to I need to get my Commodore monitor uh, back from Steve sometime. Uh, that's a really nice-looking uh, monitor for Yeah, that, that, is like, that is the way to play it, really. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about getting that back sometime. Um, and then there was also a $5 from, uh, from Mitch B. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Saying the only thing this collection needs is a controller with a clicky joystick. Neo Geo Pocket fine games with the clicks are almost essential. Yeah, not, uh, not wrong. Mitch, I mean, not wrong. You know, I, I hear a lot of people. I mean, I assume it's it's similar to the Neo Geo CD. Yes. D-pad, but I mean, I would say that I would say that it's actually better than that. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I I I do not have a lot of experience with that style of mechanism, but you know, I I I can't say the idea of it does anything for me. I'd rather have you know just a regular console style D-pad. You know, the whole micro switch concept. Just I. You know, I, I, I never I never learned to love joysticks for uh, for themselves. Yeah, yeah. it's I, mean, I just I like it because I feel that it's unique to the platform. And, you know, yeah. using that unique controller is is part of what it's about. Jesus, it's like crushing me. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's I, just I, like what, you know, it's like like. It's just like using the the authentic controller on the on the on the system, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can definitely understand where you're coming from. Uh, it, but for me, like I even if I had the option, I would, you know, if, if I had the ability to play a game like this with, you know, the Super Nintendo or the NES. Joy Cons, or on a play—I yeah, don't know if it's coming to PlayStation, but like on a on a PlayStation D-pad or a Sega-style D-pad, like I would—I would always choose that over, you know, some arcade-style input or you know, a, a different kind of stick. That's just me. That's just me. I just—I never—I I am horrible with joyce uh, joysticks. I—I'm probably—I would probably be better with this kind of controller with the with the Neo Geo uh, style than, mm -hmm. you know, actual joysticks. I, I suspect I, I would do better with that, but still just, 
you know, it's a it's fun to play around with for just a little bit, but it just it, it just makes my hands so tired, and I play so <laughs> with joysticks. I'm just just because I'm not used to them, I guess. You know, I I, I, I would probably not feel as fatigued playing with them if I was used <laughs> to. Them. But I just like. I, I probably just work them harder than they need to be. Gotta work it. Uh, there was uh, 499 from uh, Jetty. Thank you. Saying, uh, this looks very similar to the Game Boy Color. How comparable were the two handles and specs? I uh, really enjoyed your latest Analog Frontiers video. Keep it up. Well, well thank you very much. Uh, I, I don't know that much about how comparable they are in specs. I mean, this... I mean, I think they're relatively close. Yeah, but this seems to have like true parallax support. Uh, which, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can't do true parallax on Game Boy Color. Uh, speaking oh, of you, Game Boy, didn't I think the, uh, the Game Boy Advance turned 20? today didn't it i'm pretty sure that it did oh like in japan maybe yeah because i think it was a june release in the u.s right yeah yeah it was it was june because it was like right at the end of the school year when it uh when it came out here yeah it was definitely like that's because i i remember i got my my squishy game boy advance at, uh, at E3 that year, which would have put it in June. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty positive it was it was June because I got it day one. That was right at the end of the school year. But uh, yeah, I I really don't know how comparable they they uh, they are. I mean, the, it, it looks. I mean, in some ways, I, I I almost feel like it looks a little better, but than the than the Game Boy Color. Well, yeah, I mean, if only because of the the parallax. Yeah. But of course, we're not seeing that in every level. But I mean, but that was true parallax. I mean, that wasn't like line scrolling, you know? Right. Well, you'll see when I play some other stuff. Like, like two came out in in two thousand. Oh, okay. I mean, this this came out in '99, according to the the beginning there, like the from the according to the menu. Well, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about how like the the Metal Slug series in general is like not as old as you think. Yeah. Like, weren't the first ones more Ooh, like there's a chicken leg in here, a turkey leg? I forget exactly when the first ones came out, but yeah, like it, it was more like later 90s. Like Metal Slug 6 might even be like a like a early 2000s game. I mean, it, it, it always yeah, surprised me. Yeah, it was a Thomas Wave, so it's like, yeah. Would have been. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, it's post Dreamcast death, even. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how not as old as you think the Metal Slug games are. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's weird because there was... I, 
at least from my perspective as somebody who didn't own the like any of the games or anything like that, I feel like there was a huge gap in time between Metal Slug 3 and 4, and then 4, 5, and 6 came out like less than a year apart. But that's just, I mean, I'm not sure if that's correct or not. That's just what it felt but like at the time. That's what it felt like at the time. That there was a, a big gap between uh, between three and four. You might be right. I mean, I've looked this stuff up before, but I can't remember for sure either. And I guess like probably when they became SNK Playmore, that's when uh, like the the sequels came out really quick. When four, five, mm. and six all came out pretty quick. But I, I mean, I could be totally wrong. Uh, there was a uh, $2 from Earth Prime. Thank you. Oh, thank Saying, you. Uh, check out the back bit. It's an EverDrive for Commodore 64. Ah. Now, I, well, the thing I, that we have, I don't know. I'm not sure if that is the, if it's called the back bit, the thing that I we mean, have. It's a mod. It's a, it's a mod with an SD card. Yeah. And I have a controller, a, a little adapter that lets me use the Genesis controller on it. I Be assume this would be like a cartridge that like plugs into the back slot oh uh, yeah that might be i i at least i think commodore 64s have those i have to confess to not being as familiar with it as i should be despite you know having them in my house in fact despite having included in analog frontiers part three uh a shot of the back side of a commodore 64 from evan amos i cannot at the present recall that has that but i know that the vic 20 does because <laughs> I, I grew up with a vic 20 and have uh have uh you know the avenger <laughs> which is the, the space invader uh ripoff cartridge that goes into the back uh we didn't even really talk about him and and the uh having been in a documentary i think i feel like that that might be like one of the most exciting things for people that are watching it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think you had more of a a sense of uh, of the sort of reaction with what, what it would be to that because there was a ton of people like, oh my gosh, like I had I had no idea about this guy or you know I had no idea that like this was like the work of one guy. Uh, and they just didn't know about like whereas you and me we contributed to the to his Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. And you know that was relatively early in the channel and he was one of the first ideas or he was the first idea we had for like you know if we get to the point where we can like start interviewing people like yeah we that should was... have a name. Like I think he would be really cool. Um if um if you search YouTube for Evan Amos, you will find a uh, a much older video from um, the actually it's like the Wikimedia Foundation. It's like the Wikipedia or Wikimedia uh, YouTube channel, and um, uh, there is uh, there was like a really brief thing on him, um, but. You know, we shot that originally intending for it to be its own thing. Right. And we, we have a um, lot of stuff. I mean, honestly, when we do the, the Blu-ray, you should just, like, make a bonus feature just 
like a the oh. huge tour of like all the stuff that he brought out. Yes, yes, because there was only just a tiny bit of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I almost cut out that little bit at the beginning where he's like explaining how the Odyssey works. Like I was back and forth on cutting that out so many times. Uh, ultimately left it in because I just thought it was a really great introduction to not only to have a little moment to spend time on like the first uh, commercially oh. released video game console, mm-hmm. but to, uh, you know, also kind of just, just give him a little introduction and, and stuff. And uh, I was like back and forth on whether I should leave that in. But like, I, I thought it was just a really cool moment because he was so good at just pulling just some random thing that most people know almost nothing about off of his shelf and like saying something about it. Like he, he's, he's got a, a tremendous knowledge on these systems that he, that he has built up uh, over time. And uh, I, I, I absolutely, there's so much good stuff and I, that is absolutely uh, one of my intentions for uh, as for special features for the for, for the Blu-ray, um, to uh, to to have, you know, not completely unedited, but a, you know, a sort of a, a more long-form uh, feature uh, going through uh, some of his, collection. you know, what one thing that uh, I, I can't believe we didn't get a close-up of. I just cannot believe we didn't do it. Um, he has this PlayStation 2 dev kit. And it, it's just, it's so funny looking, honestly. Uh, just how it just looks like a gigantic PlayStation 2. And... Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's enormous. And I just don't know why we did not get a close-up of it, but it's <laughs> it's so cool. And it's, you can see in the background on a shot, but it's, you know, it's out of focus, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, so many people were thought it was so cool seeing, seeing him because they didn't know anything about him. And, you know, I, I think you kind of realized that, that, like, more people needed to know about him and his work. Yes. And, um, I, you know, to me, I just thought, like, oh, I think most people... I mean, not literally most people, but, you know, I, I, I thought it was a pretty well-known thing. And I, I, you know, I discovered that, oh, there's a lot of people who actually had no idea. So I, it made me feel really good about being able to draw attention to it. You know, honestly, like I said, it was shot to kind of with its intention of being its own thing. And then when I saw Ryan Analog Frontiers Part 3, I was like, you know what? I think I... I could work. I think it would make a lot of sense for him to be in this. So why don't, why don't we just make him part of Analog Frontiers Part Three? Yeah. Um. And and I thought it worked out. I mean, my intention was, you know, when we did the Tom Du Bois document, you know, I was I was very proud of it, but, um, and and I'm just, the people I'm just who cheating, like I'm just using rewind because <laughs> you know, whatever. why not? Why not? Um, uh, the people who did watch the Tom Dubois documentary just like were very it, it passionate like, about it. It was some of the. It, it was probably the most po- overwhelmingly positive response that we've ever gotten to a video. 
Uh, I was just overwhelmed by the response, but the views were pretty low. Yeah. Um, and I kind of thought like, you know, I had a feeling that Analog Frontiers was going to do better than a standalone documentary. And it kind of made me think like, well, I feel like more people would see Evan's story and it would actually, you know, not, it's not that he doesn't deserve to have his own standalone piece, but it's just that I thought that being part of something larger would actually make his story more visible. Yes. Uh, and I, th I think that, that worked out for sure. And, you know, I thought something that was really surprising, uh, you know, when we interviewed Jeremy Parrish, uh, we interviewed Evan in like, it was September or October 2018. Yes. It, yeah. It was right after, it was right after we went to uh, Retro World Expo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was and like then, it was like the day after we shot Bob's interview. Yep. And uh, I interviewed Jeremy Parrish in I, I believe it was October uh, 2019. And uh, you know I, I I mentioned it to him. He's like you know that guy hasn't tweeted in like a year. I hope he's okay. And I'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the day Analog Frontiers part uh uh part three releases he like makes well, probably because he saw it. yeah people, he probably, were probably... people were probably like trying to contact him and like stuff and so like he made like a, a, the first tweet in like years and so it was Rough. it was it, it made me feel good to see him uh reappear uh if only briefly you know uh just to let us know he's okay so that was that was cool to see. So uh, so yeah. So that was and yeah, and his like the the second uh, edition of his of his book. Like I didn't even realize that that was coming. And I uh, didn't either. It looks great. Yeah. Uh oh. I, I love how it, how it just has like a two on the cover. Like it's, yeah, it's the game console. I mean, it's, it's just an updated version, right? Like it has. Uh, I think it's got some systems that the the previous one didn't have, and maybe some expanded galleries for some of the right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a uh, that's. Well, I mean, generally, what a second edition would be, I guess. But yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, I hope that that helped uh, get some get some pre-orders and stuff for or people that. <laughs> Because he, I feel that he is he's kind of this unsung hero, especially for content creators who, like, mm -hmm. make videos on YouTube. Every, like, everybody, I think, who's made a video on YouTube about video games has, at some point, like, used one of his videos or one yep. of his images. Absolutely. And, and you know, the... I, I think that, I, I think it's absolutely true that you know it is the most visible and most widely used and reused work of video game preservation because I mean sure yes people use software emulation very very widely but I, 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 there's oh, I also the just as many people who 
just like are interested in old, old games or old systems or the history of video games, but like think that actually playing the old games isn't really for them. But those people are seeing articles on websites and things that, that have his pictures on, even if they don't actually play the game in any way, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't think that you even need to do any scientific research to determine that his is the most widely viewed work of preservation because i mean it's just it's all over the place you're seeing it when you don't even know you're seeing i mean it's it's a it's a huge impact and the the photographs that he has taken are you know especially of older systems better than any existing photograph that was official of these older systems and, you know, these systems will not look a day newer going forward than right. they right now when he's photographing them. So, you know, in, in, in another 50 years, maybe someone will have some amazing camera and be able to distribute the, a, a new photo and a file that uh, will uh, be, you know, so efficient and such high quality and you could you know zoom in to see microscopic texture on the super nintendo but will there be a super nintendo in 50 years that looks as good as what evan amos has already taken a picture of, you know <laughs> so i mean the photos he has no matter how uh camera technology and file format technology and stuff evolves over time like his photos will be important forever just because of the relative recency in which they've been shot, you know? Yes. So it's, it's interesting that when you think of it in, in those terms. There was, uh, there was a $5 a while back. I got to catch up on a couple. <laughs> there was a $5 from Junker. Ah. Uh, unrelated to Junker HQ, I assume. <laughs> uh but uh, well, thank you. Uh, saying I uh, love this handle. He might. They might. Might be a junker themselves. Maybe like, so. Maybe. Might be one of the junkers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, saying I love this handheld. Neo Turf Masters was one of my favorites. Hoping for a physical release from someone. Uh, we believe that it was was confirmed. Is Neo Turf Masters in this one, or is that going to be in another volume? Uh, there's a golf game. It's, it's not Neo Turf Masters though, unless it's known as something else elsewhere. I mean, I, I have uh, Neo Turf Masters cartridge of it, so I, I, mean. I, I have to confess I did not know that Neo Turf Masters was a golf game. That's just a, that's a name that I. <laughs> As a name of a game that I knew was on Neo Geo, but I never looked into what kind of game it was. You should uh, look up the the end of each, like the graphics from the end of each hole in it. Like the the, the faces oh. that the the characters make are pretty awesome. I mean, is it is it like an over the top golf game or something? Uh, not really. I mean, it's it's arcadey, mm -hmm. but it's I mean. It, it plays it pretty straight. Okay, so Big Tournament Golf is Neo, Neo Turf Masters, yes. Okay, so why does... I feel like I have... The cartridge I have is Neo Turf Masters, so... Okay, so it is Big Tournament Golf is the same. Okay, so it is. I should probably... I can switch over here in a, a little 
of a hair. Can you make a save state? Uh, there is no save states. I was very surprised that there's no, there does not seem to be any. Oh. Despite rewinding. Unless it just like saves your state when I exit, I'm, I can try it. Yeah, so it just does that. Does it? Oh, you know what? If I go back in now, it'll take me right back to it. So it doesn't make a save state. Just so you can stop and play, you can't. You can't, I mean, with the, the uh, rewind, you can kind of cheat, but this is kind of a cool way to do it. It's just like, oh, you know, just back out. Oh. Uh, so there was... Go, oh, huh. So maybe I... Let me check. They are what? Hang on just a second. My alarm system is being annoying lately. Uh, while we're waiting for Corey, uh, I'll read uh, EB Chill 2. He said, great video, Mark. You have a tired but content countenance like a great weight has been lifted. Whatever accolades come your way are well-deserved. Well, 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 thank you. I, 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 I don't really feel so tired anymore, really. I mean, this was this is a pretty great week, you know? I, I did a little work but didn't feel burdened. <laughs> I just, like, you know, I... I finished uh, Fire Emblem Echoes on the 3DS, which I've been working on since November. And I started uh, Bravely Default 2. And so it's, you know, you know, I did a little work, but, you know, I, I didn't, didn't really work later or nothing. Just, uh, just uh, sort of relaxed. So I actually, I actually feel pretty content. Uh, and there was also five reals, I believe, from uh, Mano Vincent Sue, I suppose. <laughs> Saying, uh, as a proud owner of an OSSC, I must thank you guys for all the guidance through these years. Also, plans for a Dreamcast episode? Love your content. Well, thank you. Uh, yes, there is absolutely a plan for a Dreamcast episode. I know it's been a couple of years since uh, since an RGB 200 episode, but uh, uh, Dreamcast will be one of the most soon forthcoming ones. You know, it's basically between that and we for what will be the next one, and it kind of just depends on 
what the situation with the HD retrovision cables will be because we feel like that's like the bat the last big thing that people are really waiting for for Dreamcast. Okay, so I knew I wasn't crazy. I it took me longer than I'd like to admit to find these. They were <laughs> okay. they were kind of hidden away, but I knew I wasn't crazy. Okay, what do you have? It it is Neo Turf Masters. Okay. Did they, I mean, I don't know if there was something already in the chat. At some point, the name changed. Okay, so I, hang on, I scrolled up. At some point, the name changed well, to a big tournament on the eShop as well. Is so, it, oh, so was it a, a legal thing, maybe? Maybe. Uh, so the games that I do have, I have, uh, so I have Neo Turf Masters. I have a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Pocket Vent Adventure. I can't really see it because of the light. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't know there was a Sonic game on Neo Geo. Yeah, there's I have, uh, Samurai Showdown Two, uh, Fatal Fury. Uh, what is it? First Contact. Is that what it is? Yeah, Fatal Fury First Contact. Uh, King of the Fighters R Two. Uh, uh, Pac Man. Uh, Pac Man, and I don't know how this happened, but apparently I have. A, I, have, I have two copies of <laughs> Metal Slug First Mission. I, I don't know oh. why. Uh, one of them is is the uh, the English release, and the other one appears to be Japanese because one has an ESRB. Here. I think all these are Japanese, actually, except for Sonic. So Sonic and uh, Metal Slug are the only English releases that I have. Weird. That's so weird. Anyways, huh. I knew I wasn't crazy about that Neo Turf Masters. I knew I wasn't. <laughs> crazy. Um, well, let's check out the game, I guess. Yeah, let's play it. While uh, while you're uh, loading that up, there was a uh, 499 from Matt Butler. Thank you. Oh, thank saying, you. Uh, uh, hey guys, use your vids as a guide three years ago to get my retro setup dialed. Use FrameMizer. Any reason to switch to OSSC? Not sensitive to lag. Uh, I mean, probably not, especially if you're not sensitive to lag. Um, I mean, the for like 240p stuff, the OSSC, you know, assuming it is compatible with your setup, uh, the OSSC looks better uh, than the FrameMeister. Again, w when it's compatible, but it. 100% the frame watch looks better for 480 without a doubt um, so I'm going to be the young if, hero if you're happy with how it looks especially if you like maybe play like a lot of PS2 or other 480i stuff um, I would stick with what you have for now uh, especially because you know they're you know if you're if you're thinking about upgrading or something like that i mean there, there is the retro tank 5x that'll be coming out uh before too long i'm really excited to see i'm it. really excited about the retro tank 5x i mean it it you know the the re, the ossc has a lot of great features for power users but to be completely honest i don't use like all, most of the real nitty gritty features on the OSSC, and it sounds like the RetroTink 5X, like for me, is going to do it all for you. Will already do all that and possibly be almost an upgrade uh, 
I mean, obviously we haven't used it yet, but um, it's going to be real interesting, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, and then there's the OSSC Pro. So, you know, but but these are going to be more expensive devices, without a doubt. I, you know, I think they're probably going to be, you know, double-ish the existing models. So they aren't replacements. Uh, you know, if, if your, if your budget is for, um, you know, the cost of the current unit, then, you know, you should probably go ahead and get that. But I think for your purposes, especially if you're not sensitive to lag, um, you know, get in there. A lot of RPGs or a lot of PS2, uh, I, I would stick with what you got because, the for 480i the ossc would actually be a downgrade except in the lag department yeah um not this kind of little action. video that i'm working on might be kind of fun for you though i mean it might oh, have yeah. some fun yeah. information look at that right in the bunker well i'm i'm looking forward to seeing the face you just finished oh it's it's <laughs> not it's not like that in this one. Oh. The, are are you talking about like the ne the actual Neo Geo one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean they they've got interesting. I mean there's an interesting personality to this game for sure. Yeah. I mean it's 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 an like ar the... ar arcade golf game. But how do you feel about like overhead golf games like this and like the NES golf? Uh. I mean, generally, I don't really think about it that much. I mean, I'm I, I like uh, I, I like Hot Shots Golf. That's yeah, probably the one that I played more than any. Yeah, I mean, I, I that that's those are the golf games that I'm most familiar with as well. I, I never oh right I never really played a golf game until Mario Golf on N64. I might have played like a tiny bit of NES Golf at some point or something. Uh, but I, I've always had a hard time going to that after learning to really play golf games with Mario Golf and then some of the Hot Shots golf games. Like those are those are my golf games. Those are the ones I like. <laughs> uh, catch up on a few more super chats. Oh. I believe another. <laughs> Whoops! There we go. Does hit the flag. There's uh, there's five dollars from Mitch B again. Thank you. Thank saying, you. Uh, uh, how do you get all the characters and? I got uh, a pretty good aim if I'm hitting that. Sorry, if I'm hitting that uh, flag pole over and over again. Uh, Mitch B asking, how do you get all characters in Capcom versus SNK without linking to a Dreamcast? I thought there were. Ah characters that you could only unlock that way what is that what 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 system is capcom versus snk for uh well snk versus capcom national millennium is on here uh you can always tell oh. who who made the game because their name is first so there's there is snk versus capcom that was made by snk and there was capcom versus oh. snk uh there was uh, capcom made so wait, you could connect a Neo Geo Pocket to a Dreamcast? Yeah. What? Yeah. How? With How? A, with a, with a link cable. It goes right with in. I, I think it goes right into the, like the little uh, like the serial port in the back. 
So there, there, there is a cable that does nothing but connect Neo Geo Pocket yes. to Dreamcast. Yep. That's that's a little crazy. Yeah. Is is your mind blown right now that like? It, it is. I had no idea that was a thing. That was and that was like before the GBA. Yeah. <laughs> like, wh- how much functionality was there? Uh, you know, I, I'd have no idea all that you could do with it. I, <laughs> I mean, love that you keep, I mean, you're probably past it now, but you keep going over this green and I getting know. into the rough yep. line. <laughs> uh, I do wonder if it, it gave a workaround for that in the version that is on here. That's, that's very interesting for sure. Uh, and then there was a $2 super chat from Shadow Mask uh, oh. saying, install a mode in my PS1 today. NES oh. RGB is next. Oh. Right in the, the uh, water. NES RGB, I mean, that's that's a game changer. Yeah. For sure. Oh, speaking of. The PS1. Uh, PS1, you, you got. You, I got you, my, you got my Mem Card Pro. Oh, nice shot. Sorry. It gave me a cool graphic when I when I got my nice shot and the oh, music stopped. Oh, that waterfall! That waterfall looks great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got my mem my mem card pro uh, yesterday. I've been very excited about it. Uh, have you done much with it yet? Uh, yes. Uh, if you go on Twitter, there was somebody. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's the same, if it's one and the same, but. Uh, at John Perry on Twitter, like has been making a uh, a pack of memory card saves for each game that will work with like an ODE or whatever, and will just like uh, by it will automatically load up a memory card that has like a variety of saves for that game on it. Uh, and at first, uh, he had it set for uh, number like memory card number one. But what I when I do that, like I like to take like the cheat cards and like make them last in there, you know. It's just so it doesn't automatically load up the the cheat card when you first start playing or start mm-hmm. using it. Uh, so he went back and changed them to uh, to just like default to so they're all number eight. I see. Uh, but yes, it's it's pretty cool. It's very cool. I mean, I went I went through and. Uh, copied over all my saves. I had used the uh, the PS3 memory card uh, save file extractor uh, to pull off my original saves into a .mcs file format, which is like mm-hmm. the memory card saves, just like the individual saves. But uh, this uses the .mcd, which is like memory card. It's like an entire memory card. Like each one is 128 kilobytes. And I, so I had to use memcard rex to create uh, MCD files for each game. You know, I kind of wonder if uh, it, it'd, it'd be a good thing for you to do a video on because. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll cover it in the overlap with like what you want to do with like save file memory card save file preservation anyway, and I almost wonder. If a dedicated episode on one platform would be 
more popular. Than... Yeah, well, I think I think that that's what I'm going to do. Is I might just do like PS, like just do like memory cards in an episode, and then do instead of doing like a big one that covers like a whole bunch of them. I think I might just do like a dedicated PS One mm-hmm. because then I could talk about like the Dex Drive, and you can use mem card recs to like build memory cards that way. And I can there there there's plenty enough for a single video just on PlayStation One memory cards. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. I, I went ahead and ordered one from the... From the... Uh, from 8-Bit Mods or from Castle? Yeah. It, for, well, 8-Bit Mods was the only ones that I... I right. mean, that, is, that, is, that, is that that's considered the source, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I... Uh, I it, it's ship, ships from the UK, though, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't take long to get here. I mean, I think yeah. it took like 10 days or something like that. Yeah, but the next the next uh, batch is expected like April 11th or something like that. I yeah. Think. So I ordered from there. I mean, maybe before the end of the stream, I'll boot it up. and I'll... Especially if you already have uh, an X station or I, I don't know the extent to uh, how it, it is compatible with other ODEs, but I think it might be. Do you know? If what? Oh, it's it's gonna be it's compatible with, um, with the mode as well. Okay. Because it's it's not even so much the compatibility with the mode. It's it comes down to using like the uh, like the product number. So the mm. you know it, it has like a database file on the card that it says okay so this like SLUS dash zero 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 six eight is like lunar silver star story okay so it 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 bases it on on like the games like like yeah yeah like or like the serial number of the game like you know if you see like the slus or scus or something like that and it has like a number like every game has that so that's just how it, it ties it to to uh it can recognize the names and even the the most recent um PS1 digital, uh, it like downloads this, this database. And so now when you go into your menu, if you're playing a game, it'll tell you what the name of the game is. Hmm. Like if you just, if you go to like psxdatacenter.com, it'll like tell you all the different numbers or numbers and letters and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to to get that. I mean, because it's it's just going to be so handy on the X Station and PS1 digital system for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hope you know it 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 continues to be reliable uh, for the long term because I've always been skeptical of third party uh, memory cards, and this like kind of came out of nowhere, you know, like, but it seems to be a really well realized product. It's just like I, I'm just not familiar with the source, you know. Yes, right. You know the the makers of it, but you know here here's here's hoping it's as as reliable as it seems. But I mean, so far I haven't heard anything but good things. I see the the replicant eight one three with the super chat. Super had a super chat for dollar ninety nine. Thank you. Said, uh, Corey, how did your mem card ship USPS or FedEx? So I did. I think I did the cheapest shipping, and, I, and it showed up uh, USPS. 
I, I did the second cheapest because it was like less than two dollars more to mm. get tracked shipping. Yeah, I mean, like, I untracked shipping was like sixteen dollars and or sixteen something, and track shipping was like eighteen dollars. So I just went for track shipping just because that seemed a lot safer. I mean, after for, shipping and like in exchange rate and everything like that, it's it comes it's like close to a hundred dollars for it. It's still it's still under a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's, and, it, and it's the last one you'll ever need to buy, really. Um. Well, but before that, I need to back up, uh, catch up on three prior super chats. There was uh, uh, ten Swiss francs from David Aaron. Thank you. At least I think that's Swiss francs. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, yep, he, he even says so. Swish, swish, swish. Can't talk. Swish. Now I really can't talk. Swish cash. Swish cash. Swiss, Swiss cash for playing this game. P.S. <laughs> Did you test the RGB output on the funny plane uh, GBC screen mod? Uh, I, I just got it and was surprised it was mentioned. It was mentioned in the notice RGB output. I, that that must be a, a new version. Yeah, I mean, that who, who even knows version. at this point? I mean, as far as we know, there could have been. Six different versions. Ten versions of it. I mean, there was like four versions in a year or something like that. This stuff is coming out every day. I, 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 there's probably something on. Um, I, I bet there's something on uh, on the Macho Nacho Productions YouTube channel. Because uh, I and I, I just I, I need to be paying more attention clearly. Uh, because uh, he covers a lot of these new mods. Uh, it, it otherwise it's very hard to keep up with. Because, uh, you know, I, I covered what I could um, at the time that, uh, that I was doing the episode. But, yeah, they, they just come out so frequently. It's, it's so difficult to, to keep up uh, to keep up with. So if there is RGB. Thankfully, output, that's uh, not what our channel is about. <laughs> it's not about keeping up with all the different with, 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 with game IPS. Screen mods. Yeah, <laughs> screen mods. I would, I, I would. Oh, I'm glad that there are people that are that are. Uh, covering that because I, I would not enjoy covering that uh, constantly. Right in the bunker. Um, My favorite place. But, you know, doesn't... Uh, is it the McWill that I think has maybe an output mode? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Oh, um, get in there. Oh! That is news to me. But it, it does make me want to go look and see if uh, oh, okay. if Nacho has a video on it. Because I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, still catching up, still catching up, still catching up. Oh, you know. I mean, that's the thing I like about Hot Shots Golf. Is it like it kind of gives you an idea of where it's going to land based on the club that you're using. I, I'm I'm not a big golf fan, so I don't know what uh, exactly the club that I need to make it go farther to a five iron. Because it just seems like it makes sense. I I think I'm missing oh, something. That was a good one. Uh, I, there's you think you missed a, a donation? Well. 
Let me take a look. Uh, there, there, there was a twenty dollar on. Screen. Oh, okay. Yes, there was. From a, I see it. I, I got it right here. So it's from a, from, from James P. Thank you. Thank you. Twenty dollars. Dang. Thank you. So the, thanks yeah, for your. your... I was feeling bad. I couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. So thanks for all your heart, your work uh, towards the community. Keep let's keep retro alive. Thank you. Jeez, thank, thank you, you so much. Let's, let's do that. I mean, that was that was all pretty close to the sort of the the tagline I came up with to describe uh, Analog Frontiers that I put in, in the intro to every episode. You know, a documentary series about the people and technology that keep classic gaming alive. I mean, I think that's that's something I always like to, you know, emphasize in, in anything is that, you know, just like Smoke Monster said at the beginning, you know, outsiders might think that classic gaming is about old things, but, you know, this stuff is using cutting edge technology. Uh, it's... Uh, it's it's just really incredible the the, the dedication and, and passion that that goes into it. I mean, it's uh, it's. I mean, we really are just in, in so many ways. Uh, just so many people are are just doing incredible things to to keep this stuff. You know, not just something that people talk about in the past. You know. It's, Heck yeah. It's, active and, and lively you know uh, and then there was also another uh, I think just before that one that was 199 from Matt Butler again thank you uh, saying uh, thanks for the tip guys I'll hold out for the retro tink the, R the RT I assume mean the retro tink 5x of course there is existing retro tink products um, uh, but already having a frame meister um it's, it's probably not necessarily what you're looking for, but the um, uh, the Retroting 5X, I, I, I don't know for sure what its de-interlacing is really going to be like in practice. Um, you know, someone was actually just, just asking me this weekend, um, you know, debating, like, should I buy a Retroting? Should I buy an OSSC? Uh, and, uh, you know, based on their needs they were saying that it would primarily be for n64 and ps2 and i said well uh definitely forget the ossc in that case because you know if you're not having a modified n64 there's there's no reason uh to consider that for n64 uh consider ossc for n64 um but uh you know, wait for the RetroTink 5X and, you know, I'll, I'll let you know after I've I've had my hands on one, you know, if I think the de-interlacing would be uh, what someone would be looking for, you know, if, you know, they're playing a lot of PS2. I, I really don't know what quite to expect. I know it's got a few de-interlacing modes, but we'll just have to see what, uh, uh, what they're like in, uh, in practice. Uh, and then there was also $10 from Multiplex. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, saying, uh, sup guys, how have y'all been? 
I've been gone for a bit. My internet just came back on. The ice storm in Huntington was bad. It was out for four weeks. Wow. Enjoy the latest frontiers. Keep up the good work. Four weeks. Wow. That's 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 shocking. Just no internet. Wow. That's yeah. That's that's crazy. <laughs> I, I I have a hard time really processing that. That's. Well, I mean, so. thinking about that, I mean, it makes you wonder, you know, if like how you'd feel about it afterwards. Yeah, I it, mean, it might you know, be I, you might feel like a like a changed person. I, you really might. I mean, I you know, it's been it's been a few years since I've had like a full fledged this team I'm playing against is exactly is like the opposite. Although they they do have Midnight Blue Ken on there. Um, I've, I've kind of decided that, that Midnight Blue is, is one of my favorite colors. I have my Midnight Blue uh, DualShock 4. And, uh, there, there's, there's a little bit of Midnight Blue in your plaid shirt right there. Yes. <laughs> like that um, and green are my favorite colors. But yeah, you know, it's, it's been a number of years since I took a full-fledged vacation, but, but I do got to say, I... Uh, you know, sometimes I do try to go pretty much on a total, like, internet hiatus. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. I, I, I always found that, like, when I did that, like, certain, like, like, thing, like websites I would go to or things I would read, like, just almost as, like, a habit that, you know, just wasted time. Like, I would find that, like, when I came back from like an internet hiatus, I would like just not really have the interest in just like wasting my time on some of the things that I used to do on the internet, you know? Yeah. And just like, oh, like, wow, I really don't need this. <laughs> it's it's definitely nice to have a little distance from the internet sometimes, even if it is, uh, you know, kind of critical to life in some ways, I guess, but. Uh, it's, it's also nice to put things into perspective, I suppose. Uh, you know, so. But I'm glad I came back so you could watch Analog Frontiers. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, and then there was uh, $5 from Axiom. Thank you. Thank you. Saying, uh, I recently refound my passion for bringing classic gaming into modernity thanks to your videos. Doing a console mods. A, doing console mods for money again after a 10-year hiatus oh wow a lot a lot has changed i mean 10 years ago we weren't even into mods for systems you know we like the first mod i really got was uh you know nes rgb i guess i think so like that was that was like the first like mod that I got for a system like apart from like tearing the tabs out of my Super Nintendo myself like <laughs> we didn't know about RGB 10 years ago we didn't know about PVMs although like, I use a PVM every day at, at work at the time well yeah I mean I, there were PVMs that didn't work at my work as well I, I, I mean I, I used one you know it's funny because in my like thinking back on it like in my uh, in the encoding room where I worked for years, 
uh, before before the channel and everything, you know, we had a 20L5 in there. <laughs> it's, just, I, I, it's just crazy to think that we just... We, we had access to this technology and just didn't realize. We just... I thought the S video was the best you could get out of Super Nintendo, and I mean, I, you know, I was preaching the good word of S video over here. You know, I mean, it blew your mind when I told you about it. Yeah. The ground dithering in this great wall level looks like it would be good for helping dial in an integer scale if it's possible. Yeah. In the background too. In the mountains. Yeah, but it's just like all those like squares that are kind of standing alone just make it really easy to see if some of them are a different size. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's cool. I mean, you know, we were we were into our classic consoles, but we didn't know that you know there was all this stuff you could do. And of course, a, a lot of it hadn't been developed yet. I mean, there's so much that has been developed in just you know the past several years. I mean, it's. It's a booming scene for sure. And then, you know, with uh, Dan and Kristoff and Woozle forming Pixel FX, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're only just starting to get going in some ways with yes. these internal mods, you know? Uh, there was also $2 from Gaming Blows asking, how's the input lag? on this game I assume. On this game I feel like it's pretty bad. Like I'm hitting I'm hitting it. Like my my thumb is off of the D-pad before it even even starts to jump. This uh this reuse stage is a, is a pretty striking recreation I'd say for the 8-bit. Yeah, I I I mean I think a lot of the stuff in this in this game looks really good. What's so weird about the style of this game, though, is like there's so many colors, but the characters are too tall. Yeah. I, I wonder why. I mean, I I do not have the original here. It's it's very possible that it's is not like that in the original, but it, it feels pretty severe to me. But I, the I way these controls, the, the way these games control is kind of is different, anyways, because. Uh, since the system only had two buttons, you the longer you hold down a button decides how powerful the attack is. So like holding the button down longer is like a fierce punch. So that might be the reason why there's a little bit of little bit more input lag. But I'm I'm finding or maybe it, it very well could be how bad the D-pad is on, on the pro controller for games like this. Oh, you're using a pro controller? Yeah. Uh, there was uh, $5 from Jonathan Henson. Thank you. Thank saying, you. Uh, watching the stream on my PC CRT monitor and can't believe how <laughs> great it looks. It's colors, black levels, and viewing angles destroy my FP monitor. I'm trying, I, 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 I feel like I should feel bad for not having off the top of my head what FP would stand for. The FFP? Oh, flat, flat panel. Flat panel. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I always, you know, even though it's not a very special CRT, I mean, I've got, I've got that nice NEC one, but like the one that I shoot everything off of for Analog Frontiers off screen stuff is just, you know, it's, 
I can't even think off the top of my head what the brand is like KBL or something like that. It's, it's a very typical um, uh, consumer CRT monitor. You know, nothing particularly special about it. Um, but uh, it. I, I, I feel the look is, is appropriate for, for what I, I want to go for with all that off-screen stuff I use. Cause, yeah. You know, I, I, I wanted to be very conscious of not using, like, screenshots or anything of websites and stuff. Like, I wanted, I wanted like, analog technology to look like something that still exists and that you can still use and you can, you can reach out and touch, you know? <laughs> that was... You know, so I, I do enjoy a nice little VGA monitor for sure. Uh, there was uh, $5 from uh, from Frank. It says, uh, keep up the great work, guys. Enjoy the channel. Do you guys think the Switch will be a great console for ports of other older handheld games? Uh, I mean, I think that that's a, a pretty good use for it. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to see these games in particular getting a re-release anyways you know, yeah just because you know, I, I i think it's kind of surprising honestly it's it's really nice to see hope maybe this will pave the way for some uh like a wonder swine collection you know oh, I'd, I'd love that yeah i mean i, I hope I, that I wonder really... swine eventually comes to the mister because I, I feel like that's like a big one that yeah is is, is, it, is, is thoroughly needed is it a 32-bit platform? I feel like it is. I think I think it might be, but I feel like it. I mean, it's gonna I mean, be I, possible. I think it is possible, but I'm just saying that my the level of complexity might be part of why it hasn't happened yet. Um, because I'm pretty sure it's very close to GBA in terms of capabilities. Um, but you know, I mean, me personally, I'm not like really hung up on the idea of, you know, oh, this is a portable game originally, like, you know, gotta keep it portable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in some ways it makes it a cool fit, but like in other ways, like, you know, I, I think a lot of the excitement around the pocket comes from like, like, oh, like I want to be able to play these games handheld like they were originally made to be, but like for me, like I'm just as, as happy playing a handheld game on my TV. Uh, so, you know, the docking aspect of the pocket is actually you know, more, it, in some ways, more interesting to me. But you know, I might be surprised. I I, I could definitely see myself, oof, you know, maybe taking it away from home more than I think. Um. And then there was 499 from T-Soul, thank you, saying, uh, I just got a physical Neo Geo Pocket Color import. Do you have any suggestion on import games that can be played without knowing the language? Probably almost all seems... of them, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's... Are, are there, like, really RPGs? Well, there's like... an action RPG on this collection that I have never played before. I sh- I'll put okay. that up after this. I want to see uh, if this is, has is the mini-game. free, I assume? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a platform I would expect much of, much in the way of like RPGs or even action RPGs, but it, or I guess there is one. So I, I'm, I'm actually quite curious to see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Neo Geo, oh, the Neo Geo brand is all about action games, you know? 
Yeah. This is gonna be a this could be close. Oh no! He's gonna get me. Ah! Oh. Yeah, but I'm sure like stuff like fighting games, Metal Slug games, I mean, all those for sure would be super easy to play without knowing the language, I would say. Uh, there was also $5 from Brian, thank you, saying uh, thanks for the, the work you put into your channel. It's, it's helped me relive my youthful memories in ways I never thought I never thought I ever could. Well, well thank you. Thank you. Hopefully... Uh, Hopefully, uh, it, maybe it maybe it inspires more than just memories. Uh, you know, maybe maybe also uh, check out uh, some of the games and uh, and uh, you know whatever method uh, of your choosing. You know, I, I I I I always like to say that you know retro is is, is just the... as much about revisiting old favorites as it is uh, discovering stuff that you never played before and, and coming to love it. You know, retro uh, doesn't just have to be, uh, you know, you, you don't you don't have to have an attachment to these games from childhood to um, uh, to still enjoy them, uh, even if you've never played them before. It's not it's not just nostalgia. Uh, and then there was uh, 499 from Mark Dell. Thank you. Uh, saying, uh, I think in 10 years, we'll, we'll all just be sitting inside virtual oh. rooms with our VR headsets and having FPGAs in them for retro gaming. I mean, you know, it's 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 possible uh, that, uh, you know, people will that that virtual reality will become something that that uh, you know, people will have that level of control over to program and develop for. I mean, I, I guess it absolutely could happen. I mean, uh, you know, virtual reality is you know, more of a, a platform than anything. And if, if some virtual reality platform was really open, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess if it was, if it was. Uh, high resolution enough uh, you could you could have virtual CRTs in there somehow I, I don't really know quite what to expect from the the far future of virtual reality honestly and I don't really know how far we can we can push it oh I messed up right at the very end well, and we got uh, $5 from Dominic Rinaldi. Thank you. Saying, uh, try, I'm going for a loose N64 set. I own 114 and got the must-haves. Any games besides the top 10 most costly I should grab now while affordable? Um, I mean, you know, I don't know a lot, honestly, about, like, what what's, like, going up in costs on N64 and uh and and stuff like that um you know because i've you know i i think i've had the must-haves for a very long time you know especially i mean even even from back in its day i i probably had most of the the absolute must-haves 
Um, but I'll, I'm just going to drop a link uh, in the chat here to my backloggery page. Actually, I, I, I should have made a direct link to my N64 page. Let me let me do that. But you know, uh, I I like to think that uh, that my uh, my N64 uh, backloggery, uh, my, 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 my set of games on there is, is, is a, is a good set of games. I won't, uh, I won't say that every single oh. one of them is amazing or anything, but it's, uh, not necessarily a, a bad, uh, a bad look at, uh, <laughs> the, the system stuff. How many N64 games do I have anyway? Let's see. One more ghost trick. According to uh, according to the overall totals, I've got 75 in 64 games. Some of those might include some Japanese duplicates, though. I'm not sure if there are any or compilation games. Probably not in 64. So that that's actually probably a pretty accurate marker of how many individual N64 carts I have. Oh. 75. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. I'm, what am, I'm what am I playing now? Glad, uh, glad to hear you going for, going for that collection. You know, uh, years ago, um, uh, some, you know, I, I say kid, you know, he was, he was probably like. going to try the. Dark Arms Beat Buster 1999. Dark Arms Beat Buster. Uh, Beat that it was bust. Probably, uh, this kid was probably like, I don't know, like 14 or something. And uh, I had some uh, some N64 games that uh, were from a friend's collection. And, you know, he just said, you, know, you can just do whatever with them, keep them, whatever. And uh, some of them were boxed. Um, <laughs> and uh, one was uh, Arrow Fighters Assault, one or two. And at least one, at least two, if not one, are relatively valuable. And uh, I, 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 I sold one to this kid at this yard sale who was like so excited about it because, uh, you know, I, I, I felt like I gave him a pretty good deal. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know he he said he was he was you know working working on hoping to have a complete N64 set you know it was, it was cool seeing someone that young who you know was not alive during the N64's heyday uh, you know kind kind have an interest in it so uh, I was I, I felt good that I was able to to help him along and getting one of the you know probably one of the more difficult games to collect. Uh, for a reasonable price, so. I'm definitely not. I, I definitely don't have intents of going for complete sets of, of any particular uh, console, but uh, but N64 is definitely a a interesting one uh, to go for. You know, it's, I, I think that's one that you know is, is ambitious, but also one people can kind of wrap their their hands around. You know, it's, it is attainable. Uh, and there was uh, $1.99 from Mark Delligan. Thank you. Uh, 
uh, saying, follow up to my weird VR question. Look up Emu VR. Oh, is that like um, like some sort of emulator setup for VR? Let me, let me, let me Google it real. Let me Google it and see if I can look up any images. See what, oh, okay. It looks like... Kind of looks like... Uh, oh, you know, I think I saw... I think I saw some image of this not that long ago. Of this game? No, 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 no. Of, of this MUVR. It's like people... It, it's like this VR thing where you're like looking at like a CRT and you have like a game shelf of, with a bunch of carts next to it. Like it's it's almost looks kind of like a uh, higher fidelity version of that uh, that Genesis collection uh, uh, bedroom. Not to say it's like super high fidelity looking, but that Genesis collection bedroom is not that good looking. <laughs> I use it in videos a lot though. So what is this game? This game looks interesting. This is, uh, what's it called? It's called, uh, Dark Arms Beast Buster 1999. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Beast, I, Beast Buster. I can, I, 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 I dig that. Yeah, <laughs> he has a gun. I wasn't quite expecting that. Oh, you thought it was going to be like a knife him up? I thought it was going to be like a hack and slash or something. Ooh, looks looks kind of cool. Uh, and then there was $3 from Squid of Legend. Thank you. Uh, saying uh, IPS modded DMG and SP after seeing your video. Thanks. Well, well, well thank you. I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad that you were able to, despite my own frustrations in that video, I'm I, I, I'm always glad when people say, you know, hey, I watched this video, and now I I, I decide to go for it. You know, I, I'm I, that, that was very much the point. It was more like, okay, like I was frustrated, I was annoyed. But, like, maybe you'll see that and see, like, oh, well, like, you know, I think I can, I, I, I think I can do this better than, than he did. <laughs> uh, it, it was never my intent to discourage people uh, who, you know, uh, thought doing that would be something they would enjoy. And like I said, you know, I, I haven't paid that close attention uh, to what has come about since that video. So you you've likely got much better mods than I had. You know, I mean that 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 whole scene is moving so fast right now. It is so hard to keep up. Um, and like I said, I, I really need to uh, to uh, catch up on on what uh, what's been released on Macho Nacho Productions because I, I feel like I could learn a lot about the new <laughs> mods that come about just by just taking a glance at his channel for just a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, there, there's got to be a lot of stuff. It's like, he's like, well <laughs> done. Let me explain about development. Uh, Craig Wan says, uh, I have a confession to make. I absolutely hate graveyard stages in games. They give me the creeps. Don't judge me, y'all. <laughs> I mean that's 
that's actually kind of cool, I think. Like, you know, I, in, 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 uh, in most games, I would say they don't give me the creeps unless it's like a legit horror game. But I, I actually think that's that's cool to feel unsettled by something that is supposed to be unsettling, right? Like it's yeah. supposed to to give you that that feeling, even if like maybe most people just see a graveyard and you know just a non-horror game and they don't think much of it. It's, it's still probably you know it's, it's something that is supposed to be unsettling. You know, it's it's actually it's actually cool to be scared and creeped out by games because that it, it, the easier you are to scare, then the easier it is for uh, you know that the intent of this kind of atmosphere to uh, uh, to be achieved. So nothing wrong with that at all. Sometimes I wish I could be scared more. I saw that someone was asking uh, when the, when the Mister episode is coming, and uh, that is something I'm working on currently. But I'm also working on another one, another episode. It's uh, simultaneously. It's a, a the, bit more a bit more casual and more like it's just kind of something fun that I randomly found and like wanted to do a video on. I didn't really find it. I just like thought it's knew about it, but it, it's just like you. It's just like your your passion for it, like how it came out of yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's just it's just kind of fun. It's just it's just kind of a fun little episode that'll probably happen before. But uh, the Mister episode will be out before Analog Frontiers uh, uh, Part Four. The way I, I anticipate things to go, it's going to probably be like that uh, fun episode, like that like little episode I'm working on. And then also, then Mister will be out like either after that or like uh, shortly. Like I'll probably follow it. Maybe uh, if I can't get the Mister episode done in time, I'll probably release another one of those like marathon videos. And then the Mister will come out, and then probably uh, Analog Frontiers Four. Yeah, I mean, d depending on how quickly Analog Frontiers Part Four goes, like I've even thought like if it just like goes way faster than expected. Hey, you're just going to move to the next one, and then I, I would well, assume yeah, that, like this. I was thinking, like, just depending on how things fall, like, maybe even hold, like, just depending on how our release schedule is looking, like, maybe even hold on to Analog Frontiers. For, like, for just, like, a minute, yeah. Like, if the Mr. episode is, like, actually pretty imminent. If it's still going to be a ways off, though, then you know, maybe go ahead and release it. But, you know, I, I've definitely thought of that because part five is going to take longer because I, I have more writing to do for part yeah. five. But part four, I think, is going to go pretty quick because there's just not going to be... It's it's not as difficult of a topic and it's not something where I'm going to have to gather as much materials for it. Right. Uh, even though, you know, it, it's still going to be a pretty long episode. I think it's going to be under an hour, but it's, it's still going to be pretty long. It's going to be the second longest episode overall, most likely, I think. I, I'm pretty sure it'll be longer than one. Dead. 
Uh, that was a four ninety nine donation uh, from Franklin Brown. Thank you. Thank you. Saying, uh, Corey, your video game commercials video is one of my all-time favorites. I often revisit it. And he plans to do something mm -hmm. similar in the future. And I'll tell you, I would love to do another one of those. Uh, I found, I went through some of my old VHS tapes and found a bunch of commercials. But one of the things that I think makes that video so watchable is just how good a quality those recordings were. And that is something that my own VHS tapes did not have. And the sound is all kind of is kind of jacked up on them, uh, but I mean, I, I could see myself perhaps doing something with it. Um, a, a friend of the show kind of like restored some of the audio, to sound as good as it possibly could, but it's it's still very muffled sounding. I mean, these mm. these were off of videotapes that I had that probably had five hours of stuff on them, so they're like the uh, like the super long play. Uh, type and one of the reasons those other ones were good is because they were like the shortest form of like they, they were like two hour tapes you know you can uh record for two hours in high quality or you could record in like lower quality for six hours but i would love to do another one it's just that i it's tougher because i've set expectations of how good the the commercials look in that first one and it, 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 I feel like it might be disappointing to people if they don't look as good. I'm going to run to the bathroom really quick, and then okay. I'll, I'll play some Metal Slug second mission. Uh, well, I'll uh, catch up on Super Chats while you're while you're gone. There was uh, $2 from Potbelly Punch. Thank you. Saying uh should, should talk to Laxer slash Ultra Embedded for PSX Core. Uh, I, I I don't I, I assume you're talking about the uh, the Mister uh, uh, PlayStation Core. Yeah, I, I I don't know much about what the status of it is, uh, but that's like I I feel like that's definitely like the big holy grail right now for for Mister like that and like Saturn obviously like. I think people will kind of feel like if if that is achieved then. Like, it's definitely come a long ways, for sure. I, I, I really don't know how soon to expect that to come. I mean, I, I imagine it's it's going to be a, a, a lot of work. And I'm sure it has been a lot of work. Uh, but I, 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 I'm not as clued in on the comings and goings uh, as, as Corey is. Of uh, you know where where projects are along on Mister, but that's, that's definitely definitely exciting. Um, <laughs> there was uh, five dollars from Craig Juan. Thank you. Uh, saying uh, what you just said now, try regarding my fear of graveyard stages inspired me in a way to power through. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, that's that's what you're supposed to feel. That's that's that is the intent. Of graveyard stages, I I think one of the ultimate graveyard stages is uh, is uh, Half Life Two. Yeah, that's that's kind of the. I mean, that's one of the things I love about that game so much is it just like it changes up the atmosphere and the gameplay, and the flow of things just so frequently over the course of the game. Like it's just it's a fairly long game and it, it just is constantly throwing fresh things at you. And, uh, and that, that graveyard stage is definitely one of the most memorable 
parts of the game. Well, that's, you know, that's, that, 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 that's a relatively stout graveyard stage to power through. But I, I, I think you could do uh, uh, Mad Monster Mansion and Banjo-Kazooie. You can handle that. <laughs> oh, Half-Life 2? So you, you've played through the graveyard level on Half-Life 2? If you, if you play through the graveyard level on Half-Life 2, I think you're good. I, I, I think you can handle anything. <laughs> I play PC games. I did play Half-Life 2 on PC originally. Um, I, I don't play PC games. I, like, I don't know, like between like 2006 and 2000, like 2006 and 2008 or nine, I kind of went through a little phase of PC games and, I, and then again, uh, like, well, I was kind of off and on between like 2006 and 2013 with PC games. You know, I, I got like my first computer that would run games pretty decently in uh, 2005 or so. Um, you know, I played Oblivion on it. I played Half-Life 2 on it. Um, ultimately played Final Fantasy 11 on it well that was another computer but you know i i i kind of took a break from i i didn't play a lot of pc games outside of final fantasy 11 kind of in the middle of that period and then i got a new graphics card for final fantasy 14 which you know obviously launched in not a great state but then i ended up using that graphics card to um <laughs> I, I i tried to rewind it because i was like sorry i i really needed to see if it actually said in the the, the text in the intro head intro said the top brass tip tickled pink with pf squad success in first mission <laughs> <laughs> tickled pink <laughs> i tried to top rewind brass. it the top brass were tickled pink. Man, it, it, <laughs> I mean, if, if the top brass is tickled pink, then I mean, you've made it, right? Exactly. You, you've made it. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I, I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and I had the, re, I started rewinding. I was like, did I really just, did the text actually say tickled pink? So I had to rewind it, and I was like, it's at the very beginning. Why don't I just reset the game? But I just had to see the uh, the top brass tickled pink with PF Squad success. Tickled pink. I'm just pink. just just tickled pink. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this one has voices on it. Um, but sort sort of finished my uh, my PC gaming ramble. I, I I played like the Tomb Raider reboot and like how. Um, Bioshock Infinite and like a few other things when I got a pretty decent graphics card. Um, but then like when the when the PS4 launched, like I kind of stopped PC gaming pretty hard just because I was, you know, just I, 
much more game solidified and like having less interest in digital releases and you know i was like well you know i i can play these same games on ps4 and i can get a physical game you know and so i you know I, that was kind of the end of my last phase of pc gaming but you know this is interesting this game i do so, play on occasion not it, often this has like huh? so it has like a bunch of voices but every time it says the voice like the game chugs for a second <laughs> oh i i mean i i don't hear the voices but i i see them i see it chugging that's interesting it looks like you're so in the first game i think you were marco did you have a choice of who you play as in the first no, game? No, not in the first one. This one, you're... What's this guy's name? Like, Tam, Tamra or something like that? Uh, probably. Looks like you had a choice of an, of another character, though. Probably Theo, maybe. Yeah. Theo and Aerie, I think, are the... The girls there and most of them. Although, like, I think, like... Between 4, 5, and 6, I think there's, like, several other characters that sometimes come about. Uh, there was uh, $5 from Mega X6. Thank you. Uh, saying, uh, try, how did you like Fire Emblem Echoes? Been, I've been debating whether to play Awakening or Echoes next. Ooh. I mean, both are, are very good. Uh, it, 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 I mean, it was great. I liked it a lot. Um, it, it, my least favorite of the 3DS Fire Emblem, uh, Fire Emblem games is definitely um, uh, Fates for sure. <laughs> I mean, Fates was still good, but it the story was just like so bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really play Fire Emblem for the story so much, but the story in Fates was just I, I thought it was embarrassingly. Um, this is kind of like a homage to uh, In the Hunt right here. I wonder, well, if yeah. a, I wonder if that's what it is. It's supposed to be. Is, is this, th this thing looks a little awkward to control. Eh. That's fine. Um, Echoes is great, though. I mean, I would say... You know, Awakening... I mean, if you want to... I mean, visually, uh, Echoes is actually a, a very nice looking game for the 3DS. Like the 3D graphics are really good looking at it. Um, you know, the I remember Awakening got a, a lot of uh, flack when it launched for people were so weirded out by the fact that like the character models don't have feet. Like the, <laughs> leg, the legs just kind of end. I forgot about that. And, like, that never bothered me at all. Like, they I, look I like hooves, kind of. Oh, look at look at this. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've changed screens, but this background would be awesome for dialing in the, uh, yeah. the sizing. It's just like, it's just nothing but dither. <laughs> um, like, I, I, I thought it was kind of a charming style. It didn't bother me at all. But, like, the... The, the visual quality uh, of, of the series on 3DS definitely goes up game over game. And uh, Echoes is, is, is actually quite a nice looking game. Um, so, I mean, if that 
uh, serves anything. I mean, it was nice for me, you know, with the most recent Fire Emblem games I've played being Awakening and then Fates. Like it was, it was, it was nice playing a uh, Fire Emblem game for the first time in a long time. that wasn't about romance and making babies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's become such a core part of the series, which don't get me wrong, like, in Awakening, it's integrated extremely well into the story and is, is kind of awesome. I, I there I like to compare it to like a fantasy version of a particular movie, but I'm not gonna say what movie because that would that would spoil the plot. Uh, but it's it, it's it's kind of it, it's really well done in Awakening. Um, in Fates, it is done so laughably horribly bad it's it's it it's, is well, it, 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 i mean i, mean, I, it, I, I haven't played fates i mean i haven't played any of them but uh it feels like fates is like not even supposed to be like a like a proper entry in the series i mean uh-huh. it is i mean it's definitely i mean you, you i mean you consider like you know corin came to uh, yeah came to yeah, I mean, it's definitely the direct follow-up to... I mean, it just seems annoying that also it... You can't even, it, like, get... You have to have, the, like, the limited edition to, like, have the whole game on cartridge. I hate that. Like, that just yeah. makes me never want to play it anyways. Yeah, it's... It's... I mean, it's, it's still a good game, but, like, it just feels like... just it, it, The way that they execute it, I did not think it was that good. But I mean, you know, Fire Emblem's still fun to play, you know. Um, but like the the way that they handle like the whole like children aspect of the game, just like it feels like it was really shoehorned in because they're like, oh my gosh, we discovered that people really like your game if you, you know, have them make babies. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like Fire Emblem was apparently like really on its last legs as a franchise, and was it really? Awakening was like kind of their last chance, from what I've heard. And then like it was just this like really mass hit. Like Awakening was just like a huge hit, and they're like, oh well, the reason a lot of people liked it was like all of like the romance stuff, and uh, but like. It, it works so well in the plot of Awakening. Uh, and in Fates, it just feels like they had to figure out a way to make it work without doing the same thing Awakening did. And it just falls completely flat. It's so, so stupid. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll I mean, I, it, it's Fates, uh, so I'll, 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 I'll spoil this minor. I mean, it's not really a story thing because it doesn't, it doesn't fit into the story in any way. It fits into the story of Awakening. In, in Fates, what happens is you, when, when, uh, when, you know, two characters fall in love, uh, they have a baby that they put into the deep realms. And in the deep realms, time passes differently. So basically, because of the war that's going on, they think their babies will be safer in the deep realms and they won't be able to be found by the the the, the bad guys and uh and you know and, and be subject to this war 
And then so like when you go visit the deep realms to check up on your kid, they're like the same age that you are. And they've like grown up without you. And then they're like, oh, like, let me join your army. That's like, so, okay, that seems... It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Like, it's, it's like, okay, I can maybe understand the first baby that your, that your army has. Like, they think like, oh, this would be a good way to keep them safe. Let's put them in the deep realms. Like, no one else knows how to get to the deep realms. Which, by the way, like, the deep realms is like, not really that much a thing of the story although maybe it gets a little bit more integrated into it if you play the revelations part which i didn't but it, it, it it's like maybe you do one you're like oh geez like this kid like totally grew up without us like this sucks let's not put our babies in the deep realms again and they just keep doing it <laughs> it's so stupid it's so dumb i won't spoil the the way that it's integrated for awakening though because it's, it's actually um but uh, <laughs> uh and now i believe three houses has that aspect again which the deep realm huh the deep realm or no not the deep realms they, 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 they I mean, have it, a, a, a a romance and children mechanic where eventually you can play as the children I uh, see. but i i, I, I I have not played Three Houses yet. It sounds like, from what I know, though, that it sounds like a, a good implementation. And Fates is so stupid. Anyway, that's a long-winded way of saying if you were burnt out by Fire Emblem shoehorning making babies into it, then boy howdy, go play you some uh, Fire Emblem Echoes because you know. It's, you know, it's just normal Fire Emblem. <laughs> well, I say normal Fire Emblem. I mean, you know, it's actually got some pretty unique stuff like dungeon crawling um, and things like that. Like early on, Echoes is much more focused on like more battles, but shorter battles. Like there's a lot of, you know, you can kind of grind it out in Echoes if you want. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's very different. Each character can only hold one item at a time. There's no durability, I forget. Some of the other games might have gotten rid of durability. Um, I forget. But regardless, it's, it's a very good game. Both Awakening and Echoes are very, very good. But they but they are different. Uh, so it was it, it was nice for me playing a game that, um, you know, uh, went back in some ways to some older mechanics, but also did some things that were completely unique to it. Um, so both, both are very good. So. Hard to go wrong, but you know, if you want to see like the technical progression, uh, Echoes is is much more visually impressive than Awakening. A lot of people have said that the the GameCube version is a good one to start with, but where does what about a uh... Those of who have played Three Houses, that is that a okay one to start with if you wanted to? I mean, I assume that it's probably positioned as like a good place for people to start if they wanted to. I mean, it might be. I mean, honestly, almost all of them could be these it's, days. Except for I the think. Wii one, right? The Wii well, the Wii, well, not only is the Wii one a direct sequel to the GameCube one, but like it's also very difficult. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, like 
starting with um, Awakening, you know, they added the casual mode where... Right, where uh, you don't lose them it, permanently. It, and it's unreal, like, you select difficulty level and then casual or classic, like, separately. They aren't, they aren't tied together. I see. So you can um, play on easy, but make it so that if you do lose somebody on easy, they're still they're gone. gone. Right. You yeah. could, yeah. Or you could play on... I mean, play on, in, the on in theory, the is, it, is it possible to, like... It's, it's it is po I assume that it's possible to make the game unbeatable that way. Like if you lose enough people, like you basically are screwed that you would never be able to beat it. You'd have to start from probably, scratch. Probably. I mean, it's never happened to me, but it, it's probably possible. I mean, the first few times I played Fire Emblem Seven, that was the first one that came here. Mm -hmm. Like I I didn't actually finish the game. Like not not because like it became too difficult or anything but just because I, I, I you know i it's weird that i have so many of them and i haven't played any of them <laughs> i mean but see, i mean i literally i guess i have all of them except for fates <laughs> when i think about it and i say that out loud it's like how did that even I mean, happen what all the ones that came out here, anyway. <laughs> came out here right? yes so you've got the wii one yeah, well, I got the Wii one at the Nintendo store, like, after the uh, the Wii U had already come out. And it was just, they had a ton of them really? there. I bought really? it as, like, brand new, yeah. I can't believe, like, that At recently. the World Store. That's crazy. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, though, now, like, almost any of them are pretty easy to get into if, like, you were afraid of, like, the, 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 permadeath mechanic i mean you know I, I i have been a a hardcore like permadeath person in fire emblem for a good long time because i felt like that was one reason that i didn't finish the first gba one at first because i you know i was resetting the game a lot when the map didn't go my way and i felt like you're depriving yourself of like having like a like a, a real experience with it right and it, it it also took away the tedium of like oh i feel like i gotta reset like no like you commit to the consequences it both makes the game like a lot more intense and you know you also then aren't resetting all the time which is boring so yeah uh, I, I i was a big proponent of permadeath for a long time uh but i was talked into playing fate's conquest with uh, casual mode. And that's that's the really that one's supposed to be really hard, right? That's the harder that's the harder one. I was talked into doing that and I said, okay, well fine, I'll try it. And you know and like I, I you know, it, it, i I kinda feel like uh now that I've done it, it's like there's no turning back. Like I kinda feel like a, a filthy casual now. You know? <laughs> uh it's like it's like, well, I did it I did it again with Fire Emblem Echoes. But, like, part of the reason I did it with Echoes was it was kind of like, well, I'm already, like, behind one game in the series. And, like, I really want to get to Fates, but I don't want getting through this one game to be, like, this huge ordeal, you know? Yeah. So that was that was one reason. And, like, the game started off really easy, but then it got pretty hard. So uh, it was probably for the best that I that I did play on casual. But I'm, I'm undecided on what I'll do with Three Houses, but... Or, or when I'll even get around to it, but uh, I, I there there is this fear that it's like oh, there's no going back, is there? 
but like deep down i want to i want to go back to classic mode but i'm just like i don't know if i can now that i'm now that i'm a filthy <laughs> casual that you know it takes long enough for me to get through an rpg as it is <laughs> Yep. Uh, there was, uh, huh? Yep. <laughs> There's no going back. I, you know, I made a lot of progress on on Bravely Default 2 this week, though. I'm already like 12 or so hours into it. Oh, I, Although, um, based on what uh, what Duke is saying, I mean, it sounds like he's put like 70 hours into it. <laughs> I have like not played any games these last couple of weeks, like period. I gotta tell you, I, I hooked up the mister to my living room TV this morning while I had my coffee. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, just, just for the fun of it. You know, see if I can get, maybe get my kids, like, interested in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I cannot believe the level of input lag on that TV. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, that, that's, I mean, it's a 1080p TV from 2008. Mm -hmm. uh, so... It's pretty severe, and it made almost anything that I tried to play like almost almost unplayable. You know, I uh, I, I used the time sleuth on um, this 720p Sony LCD. It was actually the first like LCD TV that I bought. Um, I, I I primarily actually bought it to play Final Fantasy XI because I was dissatisfied with how the uh, PC version looked uh, connected to that HD CRT. It just, for some reason, like, just, like, PC did not work very well on that TV. <laughs> um, so I thought, well, I think a fixed, well, a, a lot of it was, it was just, it was very blurry and difficult to read um, because, you know, it, the the level of clarity was below like for hd resolutions it was below what you would get on a fixed pixel display like it was just hd was not especially hd on that screen um and so it was just pc did not look very good you know it's unlike if you connected 720p to a real vga monitor but like 7 hd actually did not look that amazing on it uh, so anyway, I got that mostly to, mostly, I mean, it was Final Fantasy XI to instigate it. So, um, uh, I, I had a point with this. <laughs> what, what, what were we talking about? Uh, uh, oh yeah, that, 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 that TV. So I bought that TV, uh, in 2010 and you would expect the input lag to be horrible, right? And yeah, I would I, it's been at my parents' house for a long time now. And I actually tried the time sleuth on it not that long ago. Like, the readings on it were insane. Like, good. Really? Like, I should try the, I'll try the time sleuth on the upstairs TV tomorrow. Like, see where it ends up. Like, I almost don't know if I believe it. Like, I played, I played some Mister on it, and like, it felt good. It felt responsive, but I still like am not sure. Like, like it was like, I, I want to say it was like, it might have been like five milliseconds or less. Like, 
I was really shocked. Like, I, 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 I'm almost not sure if I believe it. Cause like the, the screen also has like a ton of ghosting. So I don't know like to what, ex like if, if ghosting can like throw off the time sleuths um, uh, readings. Like I, I, I need to go back and, and, and test it again. I, I just like, I could not believe how fast it was. Like it was the fastest thing I'd tested outside of a CRT. I'm just like, there's, there's no way that this Sony LCD, that, like it, it doesn't even have like a selectable game. Mode. Like it just, you know, it just, it just know, does really just quick does. before we, I see there's a couple of donations came in, but it, uh, I want to propose this to see if anybody would be into that, into this. Uh, would anybody be okay if I spent like the last half hour of this just kind of playing some uh, Atari Lynx on the Mister? Would anybody enjoy that at all? Let's see, let's see what people say. I'd be curious. Uh, while while uh, while you get an idea of um, what people want, uh, John Perry G, old JPEGs. Uh -huh. uh, Dollars saying uh, excellent work yet again on Analog Frontiers Part Three. Enjoy. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, people are saying do it. All right. It was, as you know, a whole lot of work. Uh, and then also two dollars from Warren Hokey. Thank you. Uh, saying just saying thank you for Analog Frontiers. Uh, it, sh should I read that that thank you in like a, a, a beetle voice? Like, thank you. I'm 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 not sure. You know, I was just I, I I didn't I wasn't able to warm up to that, so I don't know if that was if that was a good a good beetle or or not. <laughs> uh, but thank you. I mean, obviously, uh, as as you all know, it was it was a lot. Of it was a lot of work. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling inspired and ready to, to move into, uh, uh, part, uh, part four though. And I'm, I'm excited knowing that it's not going to be nearly as difficult. <laughs> uh, is this the first time one of my, uh, one of my Mr. Backgrounds I made has appeared on? On stream. Yeah. Stream. There, there was one or two of them in Analog Frontiers Part 3. I know that the Ghouls and Ghosts one appeared. Maybe another one? I forget. Um, I actually, uh, if, if anyone uh, is, is curious uh, about, like, uh, how to size things, um, Firebrand X has this really cool video about um, sizing screenshots, you know, that would obviously be like a one-to-one -one pixel sizing, square, square pixels, to size them to have the correct aspect ratio. Um, uh, and I, I wish I could remember the website that he shows in the video off the top of my head, but if you go to his Firebrand X's YouTube channel, you'll find these videos about uh, sizing uh, screenshots. And um, they, uh, th there's this website that has like the pixel clock of, of every system. 
and he showed how you divide one number by another number and then you that gives you the number that you need to multiply the horizontal axis by <laughs> uh, to get the correct aspect ratio and it, it works awesome like you know he was showing it in gimp i, I didn't give it in photoshop um uh, but what I did, like, to make these backgrounds, I, um, mostly I just went to, was vgmaps.com. Wait, the only way to do it is in GIMP? Uh, no, 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 I did it in Photoshop, but he, okay. he showed it. Oh. Um, Firebrand X brought out the GIMP? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but... I went to vgmaps.com and um, uh, just like, you know, copied the screenshots, found a, a part of it I wanted to use that would fit, you know, in a, a 16 by 9 area and you know, made them the correct pixel aspect ratio. And it was really interesting for some, I did a couple of arcade ones and like CPS 1 and CPS 2, like, have ultra high horizontal resolutions. And if you don't aspect uh, uh, correct them for aspect ratio, they they just look way fat. Also, this this game is kind of neat looking. Yeah, I mean this this was arguably the killer app on the system. I mean, it's a pretty good looking game. And you know, as an afterburner fan, yeah, it kind of looks like a slower afterburner, which actually seems more my spot. And you know what? It has smoke trails. On the missiles, which oh. I mean, is was hugely important to me. <laughs> it, it, I mean, for, like inexplicably important to me. I I don't know why, but I mean. So you owned this game as a kid. Yes, I mean, I bought when I bought the system. This was the game I got with that. I mean, it's, even got it's, some hills. The ground looks fantastic. Uh, it's, it's it's actually really impressive. Like I mean, I I, I personally feel that Afterburner is too fast for me. Hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. Like I, I'm sure if I like really sat down and like tried to get into the game, I would I would I would uh, come to appreciate it more. But like every time I try to play it, I I just feel like it's too fast. <laughs> like, Space Harrier is is pretty borderline, but. I feel is is a little visually easier to, to take in. Uh, and there was also two dollars from uh, Wegra or Vegra. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, still wondering why this collection is forty freaking dollars. Wow, is it really that much? That is oh, the Neo Geo. That is a little surprise. Yeah, that's. I would, I would pay that for a physical version, but yeah, physical, I do think that's a little, a little much. I feel like they're going to have a hard time maybe selling it for that price. Yeah, beyond like the. I hope they're going to have to get volume two though. Oof. I saw someone saying uh, play uh, Ninja Ninja Gaiden. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw. It's uh, the arcade I saw version. I, I forgot that that was on links. Yeah, look at those hills. Those hills look great. <laughs> you know, there's a version of Ninja Gaiden 3 on here, too. 
Oh, I forgot. About, oh, you should play that. I, I I'll, I'll play that after. I'll play it after this. I don't think I've seen it in, in action, but I think I saw some screenshots and I was like, what? It looked way closer than it had any right to. Uh, for, for those who, who may have tuned in, though, uh, after we switched over, uh, Corey is not playing Neo Geo Pocket Color anymore. He is now playing uh, Atari Lynx on the Mist. Yeah, just just because, you know, just, you know, we usually end around 11, so I figured it'd be fun to just play some of this on on stream. You know, just it's, it's a good juxtaposition, like an older handheld, you know, against the, I guess, comparatively, <laughs> it was a later handheld versus this. Uh, there was uh, there was uh, a 499 from a, a, tr a Trinan uh, 9000. Thank a, you. a train 9000. I'm guessing it's a train. A train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a little easier to pronounce than a trinum. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. A train. That, 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 that's it, right? That's got to be it. Um, uh, saying, uh, this looks like it gave the be an Easter egg and a strong, bad email. You know, you're so right. Like, this? I feel like Ninja Gaiden? Well, I think, I think it was talking about the. Uh, um, oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot. There's fast forward, too. So this this core has fast forward and rewind. Oh, maybe this actually like the character style of this kind almost does look like something that would be in a strong bad email, I think. But like I feel like the Atari Lynx resolution kind of does fit what you would expect out of some of those uh Homestar Runner games. <laughs> I, I I need to play Stinko Man uh level five or whatever whatever it is the final level that like came out after like 10 plus years it's gotta been longer than that so th this slow action is the game's normal speed yes and it, it works, I, the, 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 it yeah i pretty slow it's it's not great i mean even the arcade version is like is not great and but i just yeah. think about how I really wanted this game on the system. Mm. And I, I played the arcade version. You know, I, I, I like, I'm, I like I'm the flip. Green tearing? Is that is that inherent to the the core? Like is there a weird uh, refresh? I mean I I have no idea. I mean Or is that just how the games are? I don't know. I mean it's it has been a long time since I played any Lynx games. So I can't tell you if that's just how I I mean this is the first re like public release of this, so I mean, mm -hmm. oh, I guess that's not how I do that. I can jump straight up though. No, I see. I can restore the save states. Let's try. Let's try like, again. Like, like I when um when you were selecting your next game, and you know the text was scrolling on the on the game title. Uh, in the Mister menu, there was actually screen tearing there too. So I wonder if it's if it's outputting a weird refresh. Z one, Z one. perhaps it does have a weird refresh. I remember somebody <laughs> saying that. But it, it you know, yeah, it I saw some screen tearing there. I think it does because I think I saw somebody say that it's like a really random one, really mm. random refresh. Hand. I mean, look oh, at, look uh, at turn this. on the buffer so it doesn't tear. Is that, um, 
Oh, is that oh there it is. Have... Buffer video. There we go. There we go. That's better. What do you think about these? These cutscenes they look better than the NES version. That's for sure. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They don't. They're pretty. They're pretty I mean, they're pretty close, actually. I wonder if, uh, I, you know, I, I wonder how well balanced this version of the game is because, you know, despite what people say, like once you, once that NES game clicks with you, uh, this is, I, I, I think the Ninja Gaiden 3 <laughs> has the best level, the best level design on NES. Oh, period. Uh, yes. Wow, that's I mean that's that's pretty major. I mean, I, I mean I've I've heard you say that you know you've you've gone the bat for the game overall a lot, but it, you've never said something that bold. When when you really look at how the levels are laid out, where the enemies are placed, where the items are placed, there is an <laughs> intentional flow to yeah. The levels that just feels masterful, whereas the level design in the previous two games is I, I, I can't I like I, I cannot believe how how bad the music is in this game. I, I, <laughs> really? I, I want to turn it up so people can hear it better. It's it's it is so bad. <laughs> um, but. You know, everything is very intentionally placed. Whereas, you know, the first two games, I mean, they're classics, don't get me wrong. But the level designs are very haphazard. In them. The enemy placements, very haphazard. In this game, there is clear thought about where every single enemy is placed, where every single item is placed, where, where, where the platforms <laughs> are placed. I mean, it, when you understand the level designs in this game, like it, they are, they are absolutely incredible. <laughs> I, I'm seeing calls for turning it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, but visually at least, it, I mean, obviously, it's the sprites are very scaled down, but it looks like the level designs are shockingly faithful. I want to see what that sand level looks like, the quicksand. Oh, yeah, it's got a lot of parallel, or, you know, line scrolling. I'm almost there, anyways. Um, The music? <laughs> I'll, I'll have to bring up the... I'll, I'll have to bring up the... The arc stream archive. It's so this. it's it's so bad. Or I could just. And know, then what's weird it. is that your life bar like depletes in reverse. Oh. So like, see how it's full? As I get hit, it gets like little marks on it. You know, it, it looks like all of the NES artwork was just like nearest neighbor scaled down to the Link's screen, which I mean. 
I mean, it looks. I mean, this is. This is. The, <laughs> You're like. The game. This is not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed that. You know, it looks like the level design is relatively faithfully preserved. You know? Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's interesting for sure. But no, like, I mean, you know, when I, you know, when I think of games like, you know, Mario 3 or whatever, like, I freaking love that game and it's got great level design, but there, there, there's not necessarily anything about like the level design itself that like stands out as like head and shoulders above other stuff. Like when I think of Super Nintendo, I think of Donkey Kong Country, you know, the whole the whole trilogy. I think that the level design in those games is better than Almost anything else on the system. Almost anything else, oh, no. in, in, in my opinion. This is so and stupid. To me, this is like this is like Donkey Kong Country levels of good on in terms of level design on on the NES. It's it just it is sublime once you understand how to play these levels. I need to see what the next level looks like. I just, I cannot believe that I just let myself die. I thought, the, I thought I had him. I, I'm surprised. Tank him at the very end. There's no checkpoint. I wonder if it's like that all the way through. Wouldn't it be funny if that was the way it was? I, I mean, I'm, I mean, if it uses the, the Japanese version enemy placements then it, it probably wouldn't be that hard but i mean the last level you know what one level design criticism i will level at ninja gaiden 3 is that the last level i i i have never gotten through the last level without running out of time like if you either dine or run out of time because if you die your your time resets and then you know you'll be at a checkpoint of some kind like from the very beginning of the level the time limit is just so restricted i'm sure if you were like actually a speed runner you could get through the level without dying but like you know i'm i'm pretty decent at the game but i'm no speed runner i i can't get through that level without running out of time finally oh, on my screen you just got to the boss you've only hit him once Yeah, let's definitely remember to turn that uh, latency feature yeah. back to normal next next week. Here we go. Oh, the music. I mean, the music here is at least is kind of recognizable, but it's it's not great. The sword sound doesn't sound so bad. 
Uh, parallax? I'm still waiting to see. Oh, there's uh, there's definitely no parallax. Okay. But, you know, the spirit of it, it seems to be retained. Let's see. Uh, Caboose's Retro Obscurities in the chat says, I don't know. I felt like Donkey Kong Country 1's level design was too much oriented around a do a variation of common sense to find the secret and jump into this spot in the air to skip half the level. I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of people think that Donkey Kong Country is all about like, you know, secrets and finding stuff. And that's only like, to me, like a small part of it. Um, it's it's much more about the flow of the music. I thought that other music was bad. Pit Fighters music. I, 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 for the longest time, I would just cons consider myself a closet Pit Fighter fan. <laughs> um, but but Donkey Kong Country, the whole series to me is really more about the flow of the levels, less so about the secrets you find. I mean, that's that's sort of a fun side thing in a, in a way. But to me, it's it's all about the enemy placement and. Uh, sort of this flow through the level and the way that you can roll through enemies and build up momentum as you boom, 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 boom through each one. And then as you can use that momentum to do this leap over a, over a gap and how, you know, when you roll, if you do a roll off of a ledge, you do that jump in midair. Um, you know, th there is sort of this mathematical escalation of, um, <laughs> of, uh, the uh the the sort of the i the concepts that the level throws at you over the course of the level you know they'll introduce sort of an idea early in the level Ooh, like those graphics. on it you know there'll be two of a certain type of enemy and then there will be three of them and there's sort of these increasing patterns of certain challenges that that level sort of has a complete realization of by the end of the level and then in a lot of ways, the, the concepts of each level are kind of unique within itself. You know, there are obviously recurring enemies and concepts and things, but each level sort of has sort of a unique sort of concept. Is he like putting his shirt on when it's like, it he doesn't have a shirt on right there. He doesn't have a shirt on, but then he just stands in a certain way and he has a shirt on. It's like, it turns blue or gray. Like <laughs> This definitely looks a little, little framey. <laughs> just, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, is there? Is there? Uh, there, there was a. Uh, it looks like there was. Here's a donation from. Yeah, Chuck yeah. Uh, it's not in the chat. Correct. It's, it's. Uh, it looks like it was a. Uh, a streamlabs. A streamlabs. Uh, says from Chuck uh, six four zero two with five dollars. Thank you. Says always look forward to the Sunday night streams. Hope you're doing. Hope you're both doing well. I was doing great till I till I played Pit Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'll tell you, I've been doing great this week. I mean, it's 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 been a feel good week for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not not having to work on Analog Frontiers Part Three anymore. It's out there. It's out there. It's, uh, do you want me to do? Wacky. Do you want me to do? Uh, we want you to do Ben Brody's because I think you'd do yeah. better than me. I don't know if I. I don't. In my in my mind, it always sounds really good. 
I gotta get real close here. Two dollars. But you have to say it like the MK announcer. Ben Brody wins. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't totally sold until you said Ben Brody wins. <laughs> that that, that, that kind of sold me. I think, I think you did, did pretty okay. Uh, friendship. Friendship. Uh, and then uh, there was uh, $5 from, from good old show. Ah, uh, saying, uh, uh, saying, uh, $5, but you have to say toasty. (laughs) No, you gotta say toasty, toasty, toasty. We're gonna play some. It's been a while since I, since I heard that. Hard driving. Now now that I hear you say it that way, it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Here we go. You know, it's, you know what time it is? Look at this. Look at this hard driving. <laughs> oh, Link's hard driving? Oh, I can't wait. I'll take it. Imagine. Imagine oh, look being at a... that. Look at that. That, 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 like, sprites or background scaling or, or, oh, or maybe it's just by hand. No, uh, no, no. The, the, the Link's can do scaling. Huh? The, 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 the Link's has, has hardware scaling and rotation. Okay, okay. Well, that, 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 that hard driving title screen i was i was impressed <laughs> so how does this compare to the genesis version? it's it's nowhere near as good as the genesis version oh, okay. i mean it's this is like really really bad you know i i think about like how difficult all the hard driving games are to control like you just like slide it's like you're driving on like pure ice all the time <laughs> and i feel like i was always afraid like when i like when I was gonna get my license, I was like, "Man, like, what if, <laughs> what if driving is hard is is as difficult as it is in hard driving? Because it is it is nowhere near as as difficult in real life as it is in hard driving." Oh, oh, oh. well, I mean, I think most video game driving is harder than real life. Like, like you know, I've never played an open like an open world game where like. I felt like I was actually driving my car in a way that felt like <laughs> a way that would like not. I ran into that sign move. and I exploded. Other than like, I guess Final Fantasy 15, where, you know, Ignis just drives the car for you all the time if you want him to. Uh. There was a couple of donations. <laughs> there was five dollars from uh, from Aaron Welsh saying, uh, "Someone please Photoshop a video of Try going on one of his monologues while a nuclear bomb goes off in the background. He pays no attention." <laughs> <laughs> That's it's it's very true. It's it's very true. Once I start going on something, it's just like. I have tunnel vision on that conversation until something distracts me, and then I don't even remember what the original point I was trying to, to it make. It doesn't even have the instant replay music. Like, literally the reason to Why play this game is because of the instant replay music. I guess the, the Lynx sound hardware just couldn't, couldn't it can't It can't handle it. Like, it's... 
the instant replay reason instant replay music is the primary reason I like that game. How, how did you crash like starting to go up that loop de loop? Oh my god, it has like they have a ver- it has a version of Toki. Oh man. You should you should do a video of all about Toki for April Fools. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Yes, you should. Uh, and there was also five dollars from uh, Larry Hastings with with a comment I think you can relate to, saying I got a Lynx in its first year. The eternally best game for the Lynx is Chips Challenge, but maybe puzzle games aren't so great for streaming. Yes, I'm, I mean I, I'd agree. With the, with the name Chips Challenge, but I don't know. Well, Chips Challenge, like that was kind of a, an older game too. I, you know, I, I feel like I got this game, or I got, I, not Toki, I got, I got my Lynx, uh, with my birthday money, the, like, you know, day after Christmas, and I think I was really disappointed. Although, you know, at the time. You were disappointed? I thought you were really into No, 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 I was not disappointed, it, it, but at the time, I remember thinking, like, because, because the Lynx had a backlit, a, a backlit color screen. And I was like, I I could not understand like the idea of looking at a screen in the dark and it like not being backlit, which makes sense. I mean, when you think about like a TV, you know, you always have like, you know, it illuminates the room. And, oh, you know, like yeah, I never had a portable that I couldn't that I couldn't see the screen. So I just right. assumed that if, if something had a color like... screen in it, it was going to illuminate. So. <laughs> So it had, it had a color screen, and I was just like, oh, you know, that's so cool. I can, you know, like, so you can so you see it. So you thought the color was what made it? Yeah. Illuminate. Yeah, I thought it was the color that was made it, like, light up. I see. So, like, the Game Boy, I mean, obviously you were a lot older when the Game Boy Color came out. But, like, you you would have probably been like, gosh, like, Nintendo had must have tried to make a color screen that didn't light up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, though, doesn't it, right? I mean, I can understand it from a from a kid's point of view. I can understand it. Um, let's see here. There's uh, not a lot of games on this system, though. Uh, oh, is everything fit in one folder? Yeah. So, a personal favorite of mine at the time was, uh, I guess, it really shows off the is shows off the hardware is Electrocop. Oh yeah, that one's definitely interesting. Oh, you played you played this one before? Uh, I've I've either seen you play it, or I, I've I think I saw you, or uh, I think I I looked at video of it, or I saw you play it. I, I don't know. I, I I've seen it in some context. I just can't remember what it was. Because you you can see the scaling here. You know, you run into the background, but it has this this theme music that is unforgettable to me. I I think about it uh, fairly often actually this music that's on the first level here which I think that is the only music on the game the the horizontal scrolling looks terrible at this. <laughs> but I mean you know what it kind of makes me think of it kind of makes me think of like 
like a fixed perspective version of the like the Windows maze screensaver. How do I get out of here? The music here is like, what is? I wonder what the frame rate is though, because it looks. I mean, your character is so large that you like can barely see when things are coming for you. It's interesting for sure, though. It's interesting. I mean, yes, there, there's a lot about it that's like not that great, but it feels like kind of ambitious. The, the Link's resolution has to be lower than Game Boy, right? Like, uh, I don't pixels know. Look so huge. I'm going. I'm going to look it up. Game Boy is 144p. Atari Lynx resolution. Mysterious blue powder found in Megacorp research facility. This old, it, old, old electro cop. You know, he turns into a mysterious blue powder. That's what. That's what they're doing. Is they're finding. They're building electro cops and killing them and. And snorting them. <laughs> um, uh, Atari Lynx resolution is 160 by 102, so it's 102p. Okay. So it's pretty. It's definitely lower than Game Boy. Uh, Wikipedia here though says uh, it says three million sold, which I mean, you know, I don't think it's that bad. Not bad. Uh, there was also another uh, Ben Brody uh, saying, true or false, Eggs Benedict is the best breakfast. Uh, I mean, it's up there. It is up there. If it is not one of the best. Jeez. You know, I, 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 I like to... Eggs Benedict. I, I will, you know, if I am out, I will, uh, I will, and I see that it is available. I, I can see myself getting out. You know, I, I have to confess, like, when, uh, you know, obviously this has to happen in a good while, but, you know, it, it, on, on the occasion that, you know, I might have breakfast out with my parents, uh, my dad will often order Eggs Benedict, and uh, I, I have to ask every time, what, what, what exactly is Eggs Benedict? And I never remember what Eggs Benedict yeah. is. What, what is it? What defines it? I don't know, isn't it like the uh, like, like like the boiled egg? Like it's kind of like a a weird kind of uh, like a boiled egg, like uh, without a shell, and then it's an on the uh, like a. I I feel like it's not a boiled egg. I think. Uh, I think the the thing that I will always go for over it is uh, a, a poached egg. Yes, that's it. With honey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big fan of uh, huevos rancheros. Mmm. Which is, is is good. I mean, it, it, for me, it's 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 if I'm if I'm ordering breakfast out, it's it's really hard to say no to an omelet. Like just an omelet with a whole bunch of stuff in it. Yeah, like a, like a, I like a ham and cheese omelet. I, I mean, I like sausage and peppers and cheese and ham and 
just, just give me a bunch of stuff in omelet. I, I love omelets. <laughs> um, Play some road blasters. Road. Uh, Unless there's anybody. Oh, Desert <laughs> Strike is on here. English muffin topped with a poached egg. And, Ooh, let's play some Dirty and Larry. Hollandaise sauce. I don't, do you know what it's hollandaise It's kind of like a yellow. Sauce? It's kind of like, I think it's like yellowish. Oh. Ooh, look at it. You know, English muffins are are okay. I'll, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll eat them if that's what's available. But like, I, I'd rather eat a bagel or a biscuit than an English muffin, personally. But that sounds really good. But I, I just kind of wonder what that same thing would taste like on a biscuit or a bagel instead. It's dirty. We're playing <laughs> Dirty Larry. I think I think the title <laughs> screen said Dirty Larry <laughs> Renegade. <laughs> it, says, it says Renegade Cop. Rene, dirty Larry Renegade Cop. Look at him. He's getting yelled at by the chief. <laughs> getting yelled at. Again. <laughs> oh, he's oh, he's like out for justice. He's lucky. He's such a good cop. Look at but uh, you know, I, I tell you what else I like. You know, I mean, if it, some, I I love like some specialty pancakes or waffles. Like, like I. I love like chocolate chip pancakes or, you know, waffles with some sort of, you know, strawberry or cherry topping on them. I mean, that's pretty good too, but. Oh, this, I, is, this I, game has up to jump. Oh. Look at him. He's like, he's blasting everybody. Uh, there's $2 from Ben Brody saying, uh, true or false, uh, Skyline is better than Gold Star. And that is absolutely true. 100 percent i um, i don't even have to think about it skyline is well, I mean, is better I than like either i thought you just like dixie I, I like dixie the most but uh i i will tell you in the last year i have found myself going to skyline more often than uh previous uh previous years and i do like it quite a bit i mean you know i i, I this dude's like riding uh, his motorcycle on the sidewalk I mean, uh, Skyline is, I mean, obviously not really around here. So I, you know, I, I, you know, my parents used to get a lot when I was a kid and I would get a cheese coney at, at Skyline as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I, I, as an adult, I have had fewer opportunities to fully sample their menu. Um, but I, I, I have, uh, um, a couple of occasions while driving home from your house, uh, stopped at like a gold star chili, like an hour down the road, you know, for, for lunch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, mean, I, I really liked, I really liked it. Uh, the, the one thing I will say though, is as far as I can tell, like gold star chilies tend to be like more of a full service sit down. And, uh, Skyline chili, I think, is more fast food. So I guess Skyline is probably more convenient. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Sky Skyline has a has a dining room as well. I mean, I always well, felt like, but like, do they like have like servers and stuff? No, but Dixie Chili is a, is a sit down. 
Is that what you're saying? Well, like, like it. What, oh, yeah. Dixie, Dixie Chili is is a sit down place, and Skyline is more fast foody than than I thought no, you were saying. Versus like Gold Star. Gold Star is like the same thing as. Well, but even even Dixie, you order like at a counter though. Like uh, Gold Star, in in my experience with Gold Star, you know, like there you Ooh, don't order it. Switchblade too. You sit down, and then you know a waitress, you know, takes your order. That, that, that's been my experience with Gold Star, but you know, I I I I I I, I like all of that Cincinnati chili, but I just I, I don't have uh, I don't have the opportunities to uh, uh, to to really make the the the, the firm comparisons that I would uh, yeah I'd like to make. Well, this is Gremlin graphics. It is. It's John and Audie are all about them gremlin graphics. It's uh, it's Switchblade Two. I mean, I I had never even played Switchblade One. You know, I if, hope if I'm not missing any like important plot points. You know, there's a lot of references to the first game well, and Switchblade Two. I've uh, I've 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 joked to to John and Audie like if if you search for gremlin graphics. On Google, you'll find this like icon of this like hand-drawn like green gremlin who looks like he's not kind of up to no good, making trouble and in like, the neighborhood. Like, could you imagine if like Gremlin Graphics was still around and that was like they were like one of the big players in the game, you know? And that like when when like that gremlin graphics logo appears like at the beginning of an E3 trailer, like people go nuts. <laughs> like you knew that it was like, you're about to get something that you've been looking forward to for a long time. Yeah. Like it's, this is, this is going to be the it, next it was, game. It, the, you're about to see something that is, that is every single time is goatee material. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I would, uh, I, I would love to glimpse into that alternate reality where <laughs> where Gremlin Graphics is like they, they like have their own E3 press conference. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Microsoft buys them. Oh, another another two dollar true or false from Ben Brody. Uh, true or false? Burger King is better than McDonald's. Uh, I will say true. I will say false. Uh, I I had a feeling you would. Uh, I, I will say that I, I, in more recent years, I have come to appreciate McDonald's more than I have in a long time. Ooh. Like I've always kind of considered McDonald's the bottom tier of fast food. Um, although, you know, they have a pretty good breakfast, um, But, you know, I, I liked them as a kid, you know, mostly because I got a toy with it, you know. <laughs> uh, but, like, McDonald's regular hamburgers, I just don't think are that good. But uh, I, I have come to kind of appreciate, like, a Big Mac. Big, big, I, can, I can get behind a Big Mac. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I really like the, uh, the, new, the new spicy uh, chicken nuggets they, they have. 
I I do. And they've got like some new chicken uh, chicken sandwiches. Oh, that ner- that nerdy chip McCallahan is up to it again. Suddenly stops eating lunch. Melinda the Mental Marvel is sitting down next to him. Nerdy Chip McCallahan. <laughs> um. Sorry, I don't mean that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in general, I, 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 I'd say I like Burger King more. I like, I'd say I like a Whopper more than a Big Mac, but I do like a Big, Big Mac too. But, but the, the appreciation of a Big Mac is more recent for me. But, you know, the Burger King is not terribly convenient where I am right now. Like, there are Burger Kings in the area, but the closest ones have closed. Um, there was two dollars uh, from Mo Zamboni. Thank you. Uh, asking me, Lancaster Barbecue, Smithfield, or other uh, best North Carolina barbecue? You know, I always forget, like, which, you know, I have to confess, I always forget, like, Lancaster barbecue. Is that, like, the vinegar sauce or the red, more red sauce? I can't keep them straight. Um, I, <laughs> They're I, all the I, same I like, at this point. I like both styles. I, I got to be honest, you know, when, when when the subject of Carolina barbecue comes up, I, I have to say, you know, even as a North Carolinian, I, I have to admit, I, uh, I've, I've kind of come to really like South Carolina barbecue. South Carolina is uh, uses a mustard-based sauce, and it's just kind of a little different from your other barbecue sauces. And I, I really like that mustard sauce. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, uh, but you know, I, I, I a lot of people like to fight over you know, oh, what region has the best barbecue or whatever. But I think one of the most fun things about barbecue is that everyone has different barbecue. Uh, and, uh, you know, even though I do a poor job of remembering what the distinctions between a lot of the different ones are, I think, I, I, I think the fun thing about barbecue is that it's, it's always a little different. You know, everyone has their own specialty way of preparing it or a special sauce or whatever, you know, that's, that's what makes barbecue an experience are the regional variants. Uh, and there is five dollars from Scott Lennox asking uh, any future videos about Mister in the to do list. And absolutely, there is there is a video about Mister in the works. It, it will not be the next video, but it will be you know sometime this spring. Um, is you know Corey is going to do pretty much a blowout video on you know the the current state of Mister and I mean it's going to be uh, as you know, it's going to have as much in there as I can put in there. I mean there's no way it's impossible to cover everything. Yeah, there, there was there were a few criticisms. There will definitely be some shots of uh, Dracula the Undead and the Atari Lynx in there though. <laughs> um, there was uh, there and was the entire game is just Bram Stoker reading the book to you. A couple of people that that criticized. Uh, some implications in uh, Analog Frontiers Part 3 that Mr. might be difficult or technical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some people took issue with that. And I, one thing to keep in mind, the interview with Jeremy Parrish was 
you know, from 2019, I think a lot has changed since then in terms yeah. of how easy it is to set up a mister and stuff like that. But I, and I debated, do I keep that in there? And I thought, well, no, it's still relevant because again, the audit, you know, analog frontiers is supposed to be a broad audience. Um, it's not just supposed to be like the hardcore retro fans. I don't want to scare hardcore retro people away from considering whether a mister is for them. Um, but, uh, any amount of DIY, any amount of, you know, complicated setup, Mr. Is something you have to be serious about. You do have to be serious about, you do have to be willing to work for it. And I think it is fair, especially when you're considering, you know, many consoles or even something like an analog FPGA console that, man, this looks kind of great. Road Blasters, yeah. It's, I mean, I liked it in the arcade. This is one that I definitely wanted. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's one of the faster-looking games on the system, for sure. Yeah. Um. But, you know, you compare, like, to an analog system or the AVS, like, those are ready to go. Like, even if you don't fiddle with the settings in them, like, you're still getting good results. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, they're just ready to use, easy to use. Like that's what a lot of people are looking for. Frankly, me too. I mean, I have to confess, I have never set up a Mister from scratch. You know, my my Mister. It's, was, it's really was easy, especially with the uh, the installer. No, it's it's a lot easier than, but, than it has been. But I mean, it still takes. Yeah, you know, I I I've, I've said it before. I think that it is much easier than setting up a like a retro pie. But I mean, you I, I and I I agree. I mean. RetroPie, even setting up like RetroArch, I think can be kind of annoying. Like, I, it is not made with the implication of. You know, I think next. a lot of people think that people want to fight against the mentality that maybe Mister is more complicated than emulators or more complicated than a Raspberry Pi. No, I think that it's a lot was easier. Not at all what yeah. I and I not intend for that to be the point of comparison. It's just that some work is required for this, uh, and. You know that that might be too much work for some people, but it was not meant to be directly compared to anything like Raspberry Pi or anything. Because you know, especially based on your experience, saying that Raspberry Pi is very, very convoluted. I think even just using retro, I, I just I get annoyed with it. Like it seems like you can change something in the uh, in the in the retro Pi, and, and you have I have no would have no idea how to get it back. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, <laughs> uh. But I mean, you know how I am with stuff. Like, I, 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 I have had hacking my PlayStation TV on my backlog forever, <laughs> forever, and I've almost done it a million times, and then just like, eh, put it off. Like, you know how I am. Like, it would have been such an ordeal for me to actually like get off my butt and set up a Mister for scratch. You know? I, well, I think that if you did it now, you can really do it if you know the the, the you know the like the steps. Well, I, can, I mean, I, I know the steps, but I mean, you, you could do it in fifteen minutes and be like up and going in like less but than fifteen minutes. Time, really, like I, more like after running update all and everything like that, you can probably be you know you well, have everything. Well, and what I've what minutes. I've told you know what I've told those people who you know criticized a little bit. Uh, is that, you know, the video Corey is working on is, you know, it's, it's, it's for, you know, the more of our regular audience. Yeah. And uh, he is 
very much going to show how Mr. can be easy. You know, yeah. it's not like we're, we're it's not like we're saying this is a blanket statement as the channel that oh, Mr. is complicated. But that was just I thought that was appropriate for Analog Frontiers. Yeah, because, because I think they... it shows it shows where you know I think there is this mentality of like oh well who needs you know a Super NT who needs an AVS you know Mister you know here's the Mister we don't need anything else and I strongly disagree I think there is absolutely a place for all these other systems that are much more ready to go and I you know I, I find it easier to learn everything about those systems you know, just by messing around with them, you know, you know, analyzing those sort of ready to go systems is, is kind of what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whereas, you know, Mr. I mean, it's, it is a whole other beast. And, you know, I, I, one of the, one of the comments I responded to said, you know, I, I know Mr. is, is easy, a lot easier than it used to be. Certainly. Like, I think I would have had a lot of difficulty setting it up at the time that I got it, if it was not, um but now you know i'll take your word for it and i'm looking forward to seeing how you show setting it up nowadays in the video i'm looking forward to that but um you know one, one thing i told people i said you know I'm, I'm sure you can think of a lot of people in your life who love retro games but you would hesitate to recommend a mister to them because you're thinking oh like, yeah can you really visualize that person like like are they really gonna put it together Right, I mean, I like gave it to pre-configured. Are they really going to keep it up to date? Are they going to, are they going to just give up at the first sign of trouble? Well, that's the know? thing. Like, I, I feel <laughs> like in those situations, if it was somebody who was like interested in retro games, I would like get it for them as a gift and build it for them, and basically make sure that it's like in a place where it can just like everything can be played, and they would never need to like really run the update but but you know there's also like spots of trouble where like you know i've done something where i accidentally got into like a usb loading mode like it's really easy right. to just do that on accident by yeah just, to switch the usb you know, like, like, the controller and like i was like oh my gosh how do i get out of this because like when i restart, you gotta like restart I, yeah when i, re and, when I like turn the the switch the when i like turn the, uh, the system switch off and turn it back on, it was still in that mode. I'm like, oh no, how do I get out of this? And like, don't you like hit like the actual reboot button on the system itself, I think? Yeah. I, I, I mean, for I those who like, don't know what he's talking about, like it's like very easy to accidentally do that. Like, and if you don't have yeah. everything installed on the, on the, or on the, on there, you, it's, like, you, if you hit back and it takes you to the screen, it like defaults to switch the USB. So if you just like hit yeah. back and hit confirm, like it's twice you could, would switch into it and it'd be pretty, it, it, it can be convoluted of how to get out of it. Yes. So, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like Mr. Is broadly speaking, probably for most people watching this stream, Mr. Is for you, but I don't think Mr. Is for everyone. And I think that, that there, there is a large number of people that, you know, pre-configured FPGA consoles, you know, FPGA consoles designed for one system that interface with real cartridges or mini consoles, like, like it is for them. But I, I was not under any circumstances comparing it to like is being difficulty of compare, you know, setting up a Raspberry Pi or whatever. But anyway, 
that's that's enough rambling about that. There are uh, uh, <laughs> that was oh that was a response to a super chat. So, yeah. but yes, that is. I'm gonna play some Cadillacs and dinosaurs as we like ask the answer these last couple uh, questions. I'm gonna play some Cadillacs and dinosaurs. I was playing this this morning, and mm-hmm. I never really played it, but the soundtrack in Cadillacs and dinosaurs from Capcom is so good. I, mean, I don't I, know anything about the game, but the, the title is amazing. Yeah, it's based on a comic book. Oh, so okay. Uh... Um, there was also $2 from Aaron Welsh. Uh, so here's, here's another another uh, regional uh, regional variant fight. Uh, true, uh, true or true, real chili has beans. Uh, I mean, again, just like with barbecue, I think that, you know, part of the fun of chili is everyone makes everyone's chili is different. Um, personally, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of beans in general, but chili is one of the few foods that I do like beans in. I, I, I also like barbecue beans. Like, you know, if you've got, you know, some barbecue sauce on your beans, uh, I, I like that. Um, I, I, so I do like, I, I, I guess I think of chili with beans as more complete chili, but in, in truth, some, sometimes I kind of like chili without beans better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, like more like Texas style chili, I think is uh, is like no beans. And I, I really like Texas style chili. The Texas Roadhouse has uh, is really good chili. If if, uh, if anybody has oh. not has, has a Mister and not has not played this game, you got to play it because it just has a rock and soundtrack. It's a three player beat 'em up. Oh, uh, it's an it's a, it's a three player beat 'em up that has four characters but only three players. Yeah, and it has guns. I hate it when that happens. Though. Well, it, I think it's nice because it gives you more options. Uh, okay, the next is true or false. Hardee's is better than Wendy's. That's actually a little tough. Uh, I barely had any any Hardee's, so I can't really do it. Yeah, I mean, Hardee's breakfast is extremely good. Um, their, their, their breakfast is very good. Um, great biscuits. Um, uh, I, I, I would say... I killed that guy, and he's flat out to like drop like this cooked uh, pork chop dinner or steak dinner. <laughs> Look at that burger! Good looking burger. Um, I I would say I probably overall prefer Wendy's though, but like Wendy's is definitely a lot more accessible for me. Like Hardee's is just you know they're, they're there's there's not as uh, many of them around here but I, I i like them both parties is i guess a little bit more like a special treat i suppose you could say also um, uh this this boss's name is vice t <laughs> sorry i killed that i go there's a little dino there's a little raptor he, he looks like he's like he's like yoshi from the the mario movie yeah Um, also $2 from Ben Brody saying fact, 
Montgomery Inn has the best barbecue ribs. I, I don't think I've ever eaten. Montgomery Inn. I, I I don't is that is that is that chain? I uh, yeah I don't really know too much about it. Really, you know, to be honest, like ribs is is only something that I've like more recently kind of been getting into. So it, it's something that I'm interested in, in branching out and trying the ribs from various places a little more. Um. Uh. uh there, there's a really good barbecue place called Jim and Nick's. But uh, I, I think next time I get that, I think I'm going to try the ribs. Like, I mean, I've, I've had ribs, you know, in years, many, many times in years past, but it's, it's never really been a go-to. And I, I, I've like more, it's more, it's always been like, you know, it's a lot of work for what feels like less meat that you're getting <laughs> compared to having a regular barbecue. <clears throat> but more recently, I, I've kind of come to appreciate, uh, you know, the what what ribs bring to the the table for themselves also your your life bars look very final fight in this oh well i mean it's Capcom, is this cps1 so. CPS it's like cps 1.5 oh, okay look at you like you like beat beat up tri triceratops her, 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 whenever they show her like portrait full screen, like her, her character portrait is very like, looks like very like 50s comic book. Yeah, I, I don't know just like the, style the comic it. book it's actually from, but it's definitely got a retro aesthetic. But like the, the other characters, like the enemy characters don't so much seem to have that aesthetic. Uh, and then there was $5 from uh, Larry Hastings saying, uh, try the secret game in Battlezone, bigger and neater than the real game. On uh, tank configuration, press option one uh, twice and hold uh, option one, press pause. Did, didn't, didn't that come up in like, uh, was it a game sack video or something? Uh, I, I, the secret game in Battlezone? It, maybe it is. I mean, I, I, I don't I've recall it. I've definitely seen that brought up a couple of times before. Or, oh, no, it, I think it was in a, D, a DF Retro video. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, it definitely seemed interesting. I, I don't remember specifically, but I remember thinking it seemed interesting. Uh, and then I, I, I know you already full, fulfilled this. Uh, oh, I, yeah. And let me get the California game surfing. Sorry it, I didn't it play it longer. Pretty, it looked pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, $2 from Ben Brody saying $2, but you have to admit your love for Whataburger. You know, uh, I, I heard Whataburger was expanding. I, I heard that not too long ago, I think. I don't, I don't know if they'll, they'll be too near me or anything, but, uh, you know, I, anyone you meet from like Texas is going to, uh, be all about Whataburger, just like people from LA, like will not let you leave LA without having in and out Burger. People from Texas demand that you try Whataburger. <laughs> um, 
I I have had Whataburger uh, while passing Ooh. through Texas or uh, other nearby states uh, in the past, and I I I, I, I liked it, but I, I I have to confess to not particularly remembering enough about the flavor to if someone you know gave it to me again you know it gave me if so, if someone had a blind uh, uh, taste test I would not be able to distinguish what was the Whataburger and <laughs> what was yeah. the in and out you know yes but both were good uh, but I, I just haven't had them enough times to uh, really say what defines a Whataburger and what defines a an in and out burger or, or anything else. <laughs> Ooh, I'm this guy now. I'm Mustafa now. He's, he shows up with a rocket launcher. Uh, there was uh, also $2 from Blake Romo saying, Street Fighter, what console? I showed up late. Uh, no, this is this is Cadillacs and Dinosaurs on the Mister. It's a CPS, CPS 1.5. <laughs> game uh, unless he is actually watching like uh, earlier like an hour and a half ago and maybe seeing some neo geo pocket color yeah uh, uh in which case that was that was what snk versus capcom on neo geo pocket fighter or neo geo pocket color <laughs> so if you are watching that point in the stream speaking of burger look at that burger Here's a rumbling mm. for you. I, 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 hamburgers are one of the best recovery items. Yeah. Still waiting to see. I, don't know, I feel like this is a, it's a hidden gem right here. It does look really good. Oh, it does look like a good burger. <laughs> Yeah, I mean this. This looks great. Yeah, I see. Music, music on this level is good as the first level. Yeah, it's, all the music is good in this. Episode three, Hell Road. I mean, this, I mean it looks awesome. I, I agree. Like, I, I really want. Is it new to Mister or? Uh, a few months ago, I guess. Look at that car. Take the car and be safer. Go for it. Look at him. Oh, just driving through. Driving through these uh, dudes. Uh, Unstoppable. Demo Kirby uh, has had a $2 super chat uh, advertising uh, deep fried ribs at scratch fried chicken in Greensburg. Ah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe. Uh, Maybe have to remember to uh, try that. <laughs> is this a is this a mini game or an actual level? I don't know. The dude's name is Hog, so I can. This looks this looks awesome. How, like, I wonder how multiple players would work in this. Game. I don't know. Ooh, I got a machine gun now. This game does look awesome. 
I'll have to remember it next time I need to capture uh, Mr. Arcade Fighter. <laughs> I'm going to play a different character. I don't know. Deep, fry, deep fried ribs almost sounds like going a little... Is, 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 have they gone too far at that point? I'll play MV, MV Jack D shows up with his rocket launcher. I guess the shotguns is a big weakness. Uh, let's see those five dollars from Ben Brody. Saying you have to press, profess your deep down love and admiration for Space Harry. But also say this, like the Space Harry announcer, and hum the theme. Uh, uh Space Harry is doing great. <laughs> That's all I can do. I can't. I can't. Uh, five dollars, but you have to profess your deep love, da deep down love and admiration for Space Harrier, and also say what this like the Space Harrier announcer and hum the music. Oh wait, no, that's 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 not Space Harrier. That's that's Flash um, just, just, just go with it. Just go with the splash wave. Uh, Five dollars, but you have to profess your deep down love and admiration for Space Area. <laughs> it's, it's, it's doing great. It's <laughs> Five dollars. Oh, there's pizza. We got pizza. Oh, when you when you eat the pizza, his, his voice, his voice goes, "That's good." The, the cup of coffee is like huge. I know. You know, I was talking. I was talking to my mom today, and uh, she's like, "Oh, you use that that Tervis cup that I I I got yet, right? This this thing, this giant thing right here." She's like, "You you drink your coffee out of that?" <laughs> like, I like coffee. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drink this much coffee in the morning. I mean, this is like. But you don't have to fill the cup. Fill it. It's like like. 12 it would be like 12 ounces of coffee <laughs> I don't I don't need that much all right I, I, I'm, I, I'm I'm feeling bad that I'm like totally drawing a blank on the oh, space yeah. here do 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 oh yeah that's it <laughs> oh, what does he say when he attacks? Oh, I just got, I got shot in the back. You're gonna, you're gonna, they're gonna pay for this. <laughs> when he does, when he does that spin punch, he says, Fi final uppercut. That's his, that's his super move, is the final uppercut. Ooh, just like shooting these guys directly up against the wall. Ooh, he's... And when you, he's like turned into like, like what is it? Like he's like totally gibbed. He got he gibbed him when he threw that grenade at him. He just like turned into like bloody chunks. Oh, two dollars. Brody's saying two dollars, but you have to talk about your favorite coffee. In which case, uh, I just have nothing to say. Yeah. Uh, so, coffee is my disgusting. my current favorite 
coffee that we get, like, we get delivered uh, every, every month because we're afraid to, like, live without it is, uh, is, is called knee, knee buckling espresso. <laughs> uh, it's, it's good. You know, I, I think, I think I've said this before, but like, you know, sometimes if like I'm in a hotel room, you know, where the, where, you know, there might be, you know, the people that are also in that hotel room are, you know, possibly coffee drinkers, but the, you know, amount of space between where you make coffee and where you poop is like, you know, pretty close. And when you're in bed, you can probably smell whether someone is making coffee or whether they're pooping. And when I'm like first waking up in the morning and I smell something, I have to think really hard about, is this is this coffee? Or did someone like drop a really warm and smelly poop? Like, wow. like the, the wires between coffee smell and poop smell are slightly crossed in my brain. That's so, crazy. Like that's I can't even imagine how that's like even close. I don't like coffee. <laughs> I'm sickly sponsored by Trade Coffee. Uh, I mean, is that I, I like the knee, knee buckling espresso? Is there? A, I'm not sure if it's like a. Hopefully, uh, is that what it is? Is trade is is Trade Coffee? Is that is that who makes the knee knee buckling espresso? But if you know what, if if it is, and if we want to be, uh, if we want to be sponsored by Knee Buckling Espresso, uh, I will definitely take a free lifetime supply, and I will I will mention Knee Buckling Espresso on every live stream that I'm on, every every week. So if anybody. Looks like your luck just ran out. I like this guy. I like when you continue. It's like you put punching this guy in the face. Watch. <laughs> it jumps right back in. Oh, okay. Yeah, Stone Street Coffee Company. That's right. So if 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 Stone Street Coffee Company wants to sponsor this with like a lifetime supply, uh, I will mention. Uh, Sto uh, the Stone Street Coffee Company and every single stream at some point. <laughs> um, there was uh, two dollars from Mozane Booty again. Thank you. Saying uh, weirdest port on Mister. Also love Analog Frontiers. Well, thank you. The weirdest port. On, I mean, like I is guess it, like the, the, the Archimedes. Is that it? The the uh, Acorn Archimedes. Is that the, is that considered the weirdest? I mean, I, I honestly, like, when it comes to, like, the microcomputers, like, I have no idea what would be considered weird and what wouldn't. You know, I, I feel like I'm not really in a in a position to judge. I mean, I think it's a little weird that we've got stuff like Vectrex. But, you know, we're only just now getting, like, links. And, you know, I, I feel like, even though, I mean, obviously Vectrex, like, you know, I, I actually haven't even loaded up the Vectrex for. I don't know how it looks but um uh you know i i would have you know if you had you know if you made me guess i would have thought we would have got like atari links before 
Vectrex. You know? Yeah. I just would have expected <laughs> $2 from John Perry G saying uh, $2 for two more hours of streaming. Mm. <sighs> no, I think it's, it's, it is almost like, I think since the time has changed, we've been going a little bit later anyways, un unintentionally. Because mm. it's still light out when we start, start streaming. There was also uh, $5 uh, from Aaron Welsh saying, uh, $5, but you have to say what your favorite Ben Brody, but you have to say is. Hmm. I feel like there was one that I really nailed uh, a while back. Maybe maybe we should be asking Ben Brody what his favorite was. Yeah. Uh, $2, but you got to say it like Jack T., and Kellex and Dinosaurs says it. That's good. <laughs> Take that. Well, That's good. No, I did Final a, uppercut. I did. It's not even an oh, uppercut. It's like straight up like a spinning punch. It's like it's like a haymaker. And he says final uppercut. I, I was I was trying to. I, I can't remember like what what was a Ben Brody that I did a pretty good impression of. But I I, I remember a few weeks ago. People, people liked my, uh, <clears throat> my, like, liked my, your little pea shooter won't even scratch my paint job. <laughs> what is that from? Mega Man Legends. Oh. Teasel Bond. <laughs> now that, that brought Sandy in here. Like, Why are you making strange noises? You want to come to Oh, there's a pupper. Oh, there's a pupper. That guy kind of looks like Carlos Blanca. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a Capcom game. Yeah. I'm sure that... Oh, there's no way that's not the intent. His name was his name was not Carlos, though, originally. I just think that they call it in in the uh, in the Street Fighter movie they call him Carlos Blanca, right? I think. Oh, I, I I've never heard. Of, I mean, obviously I've seen the movie, but I don't remember that part. Uh, I, uh, I I've only known him as Blanca. I guess like they wanted him to be more Whew. of. Uh, they got loaded I mean, I on me. I don't really know what Blanca's ba backstory is. What, what's his backstory? Uh, Carlos, Carlos Blanca. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, we got a response from Ben Brody. Five dollars from Ben Brody saying, uh, <clears throat> two dollars. <laughs> say two dollars, but you have to say it like Dracula from Symphony of the Night was hands down my favorite. Dr. Light from Dr. Light from Mega Man 8 was up there as well, though. I'm, I'm trying to think if I can replicate Dracula. Uh, $2, but you have to say it like Dracula from Symphony of the Night. What's hands down my favorite? <laughs> yeah, you need a little... Need I was not need... here by humans who wish to pay me $2. You need to. Uh, you need some more reverb on your voice, though, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, (sighs) 
well, uh, you know, I should spend a day or maybe not, not a day, but <laughs> I, I should spend like, like half a day making a bunch more of these Mr. Backgrounds. It was kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, just having a whole bunch of them for it to like pull from is nice. Yeah. It just does them randomly. I like that. Yeah. Well, uh, I, th I saw somebody ask if I'm going to get a, put together a Mr. Cade. I, I would like to when, when I eventually get a candy cab, then, then I will. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I have, I have a spot right over there for it. Anyways, this is fun. This yeah. is fun. You'll be streaming again next week. You'll be the. Yeah, I'll plan. be streaming the next two weeks because you. Two weeks from now, you won't be. Yeah, I have a family thing to go to during that weekend. But uh, yeah, next week. Uh, I, I think I know what I'll play, and I also have an idea for the thumbnail, and I think it's going to be the greatest <laughs> photograph ever taken. Well, I look forward to being surprised by with what what it is. <laughs> Well, see, I actually haven't, I actually haven't tested the game yet, so <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out. We'll see. Well, Probably not. I guess we'll see. Anyways, uh, thanks everybody who uh, donated tonight. It was, it was a crazy influx. It looks like looking at all the, looking at all this. Jeez. Thank you so much. And, uh, hope everybody has a good week. Yeah. Continue on this like little side episode I'm working on while I do this, the Mister episode, and hopefully that'll be out uh, some point. I, I'm assuming probably like hopefully next week is when I would like to release it. So is this going to be a throwback to Tri's backloggery streams? Backloggery streams aren't a throwback. I still do those every Monday, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is still very much a thing. Oh yeah, if you're looking for more streaming. Uh, try yeah. Just go to twitch.tv slash backloggery. Yeah, yep. every Monday. Every Monday at seven and seven to eleven Eastern. And at some point uh, this week, I'm assuming that uh, that Chris from Classic Gaming Quarterly and myself will be doing a read through of at least his his newest issue of a, his uh, video game history foundation magazine. We've been meaning oh, to do. His... We, were, we were supposed to do it last Thursday, but uh, he had like a long day at work. So we you haven't done yours yet, have nope, you? Nope, I haven't even unboxed it yet or opened it up, unpackaged it. Mine's here too. We'll we'll probably at the start of next next week's stream we'll probably open mine. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to seeing what you got. Me too. All right, everybody, have a good night and a good week. <laughs>